following radio programs are original broadcasts. While enhancements have been made to the audio for clarity and listener enjoyment, no other edits or modifications have been made. The listener may hear advertisements and notices for tobacco products, alcohol, food, and or services that may no longer be available, nor are they endorsed by whose blind life is it anyway. Listener discretion is advised. Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. This is Pepsi Mama welcoming you to another edition of, whoops, I almost said the wrong program, Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday, or as we lovingly call it, Arts. So we're glad to have you and uh, hope we have something here that'll give you a good time, let you get off get off your stress uh relax and unwind or whatever you like to do on a sunday while you listen to old time radio shows um anyway you can subscribe to our youtube channel if you like what you hear uh that's whose blind life is it anyway you can like us on facebook whose blind life is it anyway and you can also uh, like us on Twitter at Blind Who's, B-L-I-N-D-W-H-O-S-E. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, uh, you're welcome to do so at Moni60, M-O-N-N-I-6-0. And if you want to email me with your comments or suggestions or uh, what have you you can do so at afternoon radio theater Sunday S-U-N-D-A-E like the ice cream at gmail.com so once again that's afternoon radio theater Sunday at gmail.com And uh, you can find us on any podcast player, uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, we're there. So, uh, you know, if you don't want to do all the subscribing and unsubscribing and stuff like that, you can get us on podcasts. Uh, and one of the ways to get us on podcasts is with Lady A. If I say her name, she'll start rattling off stuff that I don't want her to to, to tell me. So, um, but there you have it. So you know you can find us just about anywhere. Uh, the first thing that I'm going to do for you is the uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I've decided to do it differently um, because I. The thing has 52 episodes, and I was doing four episodes at a time, and I'm thinking, oh, goodness, I'll never get through this. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to my guru about it, Victor. He's he's back in the background somewhere doing what he does best, or I guess it's what he does best. Uh, anyway, he keeps the show going, and so I was talking to him about it, and we decided why not do several episodes and uh you know go ahead and get it done 
And so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde episodes 13 through 23. And then I'll come back with the next thing. So kick back and uh, give Dr. Jekyll a lesson. But don't let him confuse you and let, let him let you forget who you are. <laughs> Have a good time. present George Edwards in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. If you're feeling well enough to walk, Henry, I think we'd better go back to the house. Margaret and your mother are terribly anxious about you. But why? We all feared that this man Margaret saw may have been up to some sort of devilment and that you were hurt. Oh, what nonsense, sir. He's a friend of mine. The last one in the world to do me any harm. Where did you meet him? From what Margaret said, he must be a very unpleasant-looking person. The poor child was frightened into hysteria by the very sight of him. Oh, that's bad. I, I'm terribly sorry she saw him. Well, it won't happen again, I promise you. Then come along and let them see for themselves that you're safe and sound. Margaret came over here to see if you'd go with her to Lord's. You mean cricket? Yes. <laughs> I'd almost forgotten the existence of such a thing. Then it wouldn't do you any harm to remember it. You have to get out of the atmosphere of this laboratory of yours, my boy. You're as pale as a ghost. Come along. Shut the door after you and forget it for a while. I will. I said I'd keep on until I'd made the discovery. Now that I have, you'll see me turn into a different person. I'm free now, Father. Free as I've never been before in my whole life. As no man has ever been. Well, I'm sure I don't quite know why you should say that, but if it means we're going to see something of you and you're going to live a more normal, happy life, I must say I'm very glad. Why, it's a lovely day, quite warm and sunny outside. Mr. Jekyll, Mr. Jekyll, come quickly. Why, Maud, what's the matter? Mr. Jekyll, sir, she's had a turn. She's awful bad. Henry, come quickly. The shock and excitement's been too much for her. Lie her down flat on the floor, Margaret. Now, take away that cushion. Now, loosen the collar of the dress. Father, the hypodermic. It's all right. We'll get her around. Can I get you anything else? No. This injection's the only thing. She should rally in a few moments. Henry, she's lying awfully still. I... I can't seem to feel her pulse. Let me try Henry, what is it? Why are you looking like that? Oh, Father. Father, the breathing stopped. Henry, she's dead. She's dead.
Smith, if you'll just sign these documents, Henry. That finalizes all the legal side of the matter, and your mother's estate passes to you. Just here, uh, beside that seal. Well, you're now a young man of considerable fortune, Henry. Yes. I had no idea that Mother was so wealthy. It's a big responsibility. You can do a great many things with as much money as that. I hope I'll do good with it, Mr. Utterson. I hope you will. Oh, Mr. Utterson, nearly two years ago I spoke to you about Margaret. You told me then that you were not satisfied with the thought of me as a husband. Do you remember? Yes, I remember very well. Have you still got anything against me? Who is this man, Edward Hyde? Why do you ask about him? I can't help wondering what you can have to do with such a man. What do you know about him? Nothing. I only know what my daughter told me. But her description was enough to rouse all my old doubts and apprehensions. If you have anything in common with such a man, what manner of man are you? This is too much. Before, you had a legitimate cause for complaint against me. I hold no brief for myself. But you promised me that if I gave up my old ways of life, you'd give me another chance. Have you had anything against me in the past two years? Nothing. Your life has been blameless. And now you make this man hide, whom you know nothing of, an excuse for denying Margaret to me. This is why I've seen so little of her lately, isn't it? She was very shaken by your mother's death. You know that. She went to stay in the country. At John Fairley's place. You're hoping she might begin to prefer John, aren't you? Margaret is free to marry whomsoever she chooses. That's not true. She chose me years ago. And you've done everything in your power to keep us apart. Margaret's welfare is my first consideration, Henry. I want nothing but her happiness. I would never go so far as to forbid her to marry you. But you'll do everything in your power to try and wean her away from me. I would think that I'd done less than my duty to her if I did anything else. Mr. Utterson, what have you got against me? Edward Hyde. be wanting any supper when you come in, Mr. Henry, sir? No, thanks, Paul. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm going down to the laboratory for a while. If I'm not into dinner, don't worry about it. Uh, no, sir. And don't tell anybody where I am. You understand that? No one at all. Uh, I understand, sir. I'm thinking of going away for a few days, as a matter of fact. If I'm not here in the morning, you'll know that I've gone. Yes, sir. Uh, would you like to leave an address, sir, for letters or messages? No, uh, no address. I'm going away to be by myself. Completely by myself. Yes, sir. A very good idea, sir. You know, Poole, when you drop your eyes like that and get that bland, expressionless look of stupidity over your face, I realize all over again what a pearl of butlers you are. I've always endeavored to give satisfaction, sir. Well, go on. Get away with you down to the servants' quarters and see that none of those maids ever come spying round that outer building. I'll not stand for it, mind. Oh, sir, I, I hope there hasn't been any more of that since I dismissed Alice. No, there hasn't, but it doesn't do any harm to keep reminding them. I'll remind them, sir. You can rely on me for that. Uh, how long do you intend to be away, sir? I don't know. Uh, you can expect me when you see me.
look at the place. Dust and cobwebs over everything. I haven't been here for weeks. Not since the night. The night that mother died. Why should I think of that? I've come in here to forget it. To forget Henry Jekyll and everything about him. I'm sick to death of him. Let's have a little of Hyde. There's nothing half-hearted about Hyde. He knows what he wants. And there are no regrets. He never weeps or repents. He's made his bargain with the devil. And he pays the price. Let me see now. Here's the tincture. And here are the salts. I must weigh them to the utmost point of accuracy. Wasn't that what you said, Professor? Can you see me now? Are you pleased with your pupil? I haven't failed to keep my promise. In a few more minutes, you will see my other self in all his perfidy. The living, breathing vindication of your death. One, two, three, four minims. That's the dose. And now, the salts. Now the crystals start to melt, and the color changes. Crimson, rich and thick like human blood. Now it brightens and the gases start to rise. It starts to change. It turns to purple. Darker. Darker. And the boiling stops. Now it fades. It turns to green. Palest, coolest green. And nothing remains now but to drink it down. Look in the mirror, Henry Jekyll. Take a last look at your pallid, haunted face. The face that she at one time likened to a saint. <laughs> saint! <laughs> what did they get for their pains but martyrdom? And the chill austerity of self-denial and prayers. Is that what you wish for, Henry Jekyll? Don't you prefer the pleasures of the earth to the doubtful rewards of heaven? The laughter and the music and the wine? The red lips of women and the fever of impassioned nights? Drink then, you craven. Why do you hesitate? The agonies that follow will be terrible, but so are the pangs of birth. Come, dump it down and be reborn as Edward Hyde. Then nothing is denied to you. No matter what foul action you commit, once you assume again the form of Henry Jekyll, you have passed beyond the range of punishment. Close your eyes and nerve yourself and drink. It's done. It's over with. Once more, I've had the courage to go through the agony, and now, in a moment... I'll get up off the floor and look at myself in the mirror. I'll see the form of Edward Hyde, hideous, misshapen, and dwarfed. A sight to chill the very blood of common men. 
Now, I'm strong enough. Now, I can get up and look. What's this? I see the face of Henry Jacob. It isn't hide. I failed. I failed. I've lost the power. I've lost the power. Stop. Wait a minute. Think calmly. There's been some slight mistake. That's all. A simple error. I must try again. Again. Oh, that agony, that grinding of the bones, that deadly nausea, the horror of the spirit that cannot be exceeded in the hour of birth or death. No, I can't do it. Not again. I'll not leave this room till I succeed. <laughs> oh, how tired. How tired I am. How tired. <laughs> Some say vivisection. Uh, no wonder the place brings me out in goose flesh. <laughs> no windows either on the ground level. No. Didn't want anyone peeping in. And soundproof too. When I shut that inner door, no sound can get through. And this is where you've been most of the summer. No wonder you look as pale as a ghost. Come along out of it. We'll take a bus and have a day on the Thames. You know, I'll bet you haven't had an oar in your hand since you left Oxford. Well, you're quite right there. I haven't. Then how about it? Listen, we'll hire a punt and get a picnic basket at some nice little country inn and lie out on the grass and eat sandwiches and drink good old English beer. <laughs> and you'll tell me all about the buxom peasant wenches you bet out in Austria. Nothing omitted, old boy. Positively nothing. All right. I'll be with you just as soon as I've changed my clothes. 
Uh, come over to the house. We'll get the rascally pool to put us up some food. Ah, there speaks the good old Henry Jekyll. Hence loathed melancholy. From Cerebus and Blackest Midnight Born. Instigion cave forlorn, amongst horrid shapes and shrieks and sights unholy. Stop it, stop it. What made you say that? What do you mean? Sacred. That's the very. I say, that don't throttle me. I'm sorry. I'm awfully sorry, old chap. I don't know what came over me. But those words. Oh, come along. Let's get out of this quickly. Can't be too quick for me, old chap. more of your father's excellent ale. Which glass? Uh, beside that tuft of grass. Oh, yes, I see it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's good to lie here with the sun in your face and the smell of warm earth in your nostrils. You don't know what sunlight is or how the earth can smell. You've lain out in the sun at midday in those Austrian valleys. <laughs> and at midnight under the moon. <laughs> uh, how I envy you, Hugh. You can take your pleasure so simply... Just as simply as you swallow that glass of ale. I haven't noticed you showing any signs of constriction of the gullet. Ah, but I haven't got the capacity for roistering round Europe. I'm too much of a hypocrite, I suppose. I'm afraid of losing somebody's good opinion. Do you know what's the matter with you? No. Margaret Utterson. What? You've been trying to live up to her and acquire grace in the eyes of that jealous old Puritan of a father of hers. Ah, what rot. Oh, no, it's not. But it's a sheer waste of time. A fellow like you's bound to break out now and again. You know, it's my opinion he delighted at having an excuse for preventing Margaret from marrying you. Yes, but why? Well, he'd like to keep her for himself. Life will be very empty for him when she goes. Hmm... You know, he's doing his best to marry her off to, uh, John Fairley. She's been staying down at his place for almost two weeks. Hmm, but she's back in London now. I've got an invitation to dinner at her place tonight. Yes, I know. Well, you're going, aren't you? I don't know. What's the matter with you? She won't like it if you're not there. Well, maybe her father is right. I may not turn out to be a very good sort of a husband. Well, I'll be... Henry, what's come over you? When I went away, you were crazy over her. I still am. But in the last few weeks, I've begun to think that perhaps I ought not to marry. You mean on, a, on account of your work? Well, principally. Oh, I agree. Women can make the devil's own mess of one's plans. But personally, I think it would be a good thing if you got over Margaret. Oh, you utter fool. I haven't got over Margaret. Can't you understand that, that it's because I think so much of her that I'm trying to keep away? If she's hurt because I don't come tonight, and John Fairley's there, mightn't that make her think better of him? Well, of all the quixotic rubbish I ever heard... You go ahead and marry a girl, whatever the outcome of it may be, wouldn't you? Well, I hope it wouldn't be too horrible. No, that's right. It wouldn't be. Someday you'll marry some pretty little empty-headed creature who'll sit at the foot of your dining table, fill the nursery with children, 
And think you're the last word in manly virtue and wisdom. Oh, that's going too far, old chap. Ah, but you'll be happy. Yes, you'll be happy. In your own way. But me... I'm afraid I'll never be. Oh, now you're getting gloomy again. Time we left. Well, the sun's going behind those clouds anyhow. And if we're going to be in time for Margaret's dinner party... I've told you I don't think I'll go. Oh, nonsense. You're not going to give up like that. Come along and give John Valley a run for his money. Anyhow, I'd love to see you do all that us in the eye. I never could stand it. Hello. What's all that about? Comes from that building over there. Have you got any idea what it is? Oh, um, some sort of reformatory, isn't it? That's right, so it is. By Jove, one of the prisoners must have escaped. Yes. Look at the warders rushing out through the gates. I say, is that guns they've got? Hope they don't shoot this way. Well, come along. Let's move off. They're bound to stop us and ask if we've seen anyone and we'll be late enough getting back to town as it is. Yes, I... I say, listen, Henry. Why, there's someone coming this way. In a hurry, too. Now, I wonder if... Look, there he goes, behind those bushes. Look, look. Just over there. Good Lord, it's a woman. Well, I'll be... Please, help me. Don't forget me. I'll be somewhere. Yeah, what's the matter with you? Hetty. Hetty Wilson. Who are... Oh, Edward. You. I say, what? Good Lord. It's the girl from the music hall. I'd be... I'd be... I'll be in a minute. And I have to... I have to go back into that place. I'll, I'll kill myself. Here, quick. Into the boat. Get down on the floor. We'll cover you up with rugs. Quick. Help me, Hugh. But I say... Don't listen. argue. Help me cover her. And pick up that basket. We've got to be out in the middle of the stream by the time they get here. Now, don't you move, Hetty. Whatever happens. I say, Hetty, look, Hetty, do you realize what you're doing? Yes, I know, I know. I'm helping a prisoner to evade the law. If you like, you can go and call those warders and tell them about it. Oh, here, I say, don't be too hard, old man. Oh, then pick up that basket. Help me push this boat out from the bank. Ready? One, two, three, push. Now, Hetty, you lie down against those cushions... Pull your hat over your eyes and pretend to be asleep. I'll do any talking that may be necessary. Mm. A nice, quiet afternoon in the country. Look out. Look out. They've seen us. Hello. Hello. Where did you come from? Lower Huntington. Well, what are you doing here? Well, what do you think? Stop that boat while I talk to you. I'll do my best, but the current's pretty strong. Then pull into the shore. What for? Because we're the police, and we're looking for a prisoner that's escaped from the reformatory. I'd like to search that boat. Can he swim? What's that got to do with it? Well, he'd have to get us out of here. That's what good we're wasting time. There's just a couple of tops out for the afternoon. Let them go. Oh, you'll never know. Oh, what a low little tough like Eddie Wilson be down to the fair swells like that. Maybe you're right. All right, then. Off you go. Show you wouldn't like us to come and help. Why, help? You? We've got work to do. Come on, boys. Let's have a look. Lie still, Eddie. Don't come out from under those rugs under any circumstances. Are you all right? 
I'm uh, very tired of dozing here. Am I allowed to talk in my sleep? It all depends what you want to say. I just want to say that I may have had my moments in the Austrian Tyrol. But you go in for a form of excitement that's far, far beyond my humble scope. Oh, don't jest, Hugh. This is serious. Serious? Certainly is. Both of us might be struck off the rolls of the BMA for conduct improper to the dignity of our profession. Do you realize that? I do. And I'm expected to lie here and pretend to be asleep. Well, you'll have to do more than that before we get Hetty hidden away. Being a friend of yours certainly has its drawbacks. But you are my friend, Hugh, aren't you? Yes. Confound you. Now keep on with that rowing and let's get out of here as fast as we can. I only ordered a brass plate the day before yesterday, and I'll die of disappointment if I get the sack before I have a chance to hang it up. rather urgent. I think he he said to tell you that he'd be along as soon as he could. I didn't know Henry was bothering much about a private practice. Oh, uh, this is one of his patients in the East End. Uh, you knew he went down there twice a week to give free advice and medical attention, didn't you? No, I had no idea. Neither had I. How long has he been doing this, Hugh? Oh, for quite a while, I understand. Uh, he was telling me this afternoon that he intends equipping a proper clinic with some of his mother's money. And possibly opening a convalescent home somewhere out in the country where poor people can go. Why, Daddy, isn't that splendid? Well, now I can understand what's kept him tied up in London all the summer. And me thinking it was something else. Well, well, I'm very glad to hear that he's putting the money to such good use. And now, Margaret, my dear, our guests must be famished. I've asked John Fairley to take you in to dinner. Are you ready? Oh, but I'd much rather go in with you. I want to hear what he's been doing on the continent and a whole lot more about Henry's clinic. Oh, I'm afraid that we'll have to wait, my dear. Here's John now, and you can't disappoint him. Then don't you go sitting half the evening over your port, Hugh. Not even Mr. Utterson's excellent wines shall keep me away from you. Oh, hello, fella. Oh, hello. When did you get back? Two days ago. See you later, Margaret. 
Uh, Hugh, uh, will you take Miss Dawson in? Yes, certainly, Mr. So I draw the prize after all. What do you mean, John? When I saw our good friend Hugh Lanyon arrive, I thought that you'd be going into dinner on someone else's arm. Which proves all over again that one should never despair. What do you mean by that, Margaret? I mean that Henry isn't here, and see, I take your arm. Why isn't he here? What can there possibly be to explain his neglect of you all these weeks? His failure to come tonight. Fortunately, I can now tell you. Henry's gone to attend to one of his patients in the East End of London. East End? I didn't know he had a practice there. Neither did I, but he has, and he's there now. Because he feels that to help one of those poor people down there is better than to be here eating and drinking with us. And I agree with him. Now, if you'd kindly move my chair. I'm sorry. Really, I apologize. Henry, where are you taking me? Wait till I unlock this door. Oh, but the... This is the same place you brought me to before. Yes, and the place you ran away from, you little goose. You didn't come back. Well, I couldn't. When I went over to the house that night to get you some clothes and food, I found my father there. How could I explain to him about you? I had to pretend to go to bed. When I came over here an hour or so later, there was no sign of you. Oh, Henry, if I'd only known. And then you ran out of the place and tried to throw yourself into the river from the Battersea Bridge. What else was there for me to do? I had no one, no friends... No money? No nothing. Poor little Hetty. Well, sit down there and I'll get you something to drink. Here. Now, take this. Thanks. You had me, you know. I, I, I tried to find you the next day. I went to the place where you were, but they, well, they wouldn't let me see you. You, you come to the prison infirmary? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I'd only known. It would have meant so much to me. Why didn't you leave a message? Just a word. I did. I told the ward to tell you that I'd been. Uh, I left some money and the note. I never got them, never. And all this time, I've been so bitter. It's made me worse than I'd have been otherwise. How? I was one of the bad ones in that place I got away from today. The, the matron told me I had a criminal mind. They shut me up by myself. They weren't going to let me out. I was to stay there for another three months for bad behavior. So you ran away? Yes. One of the warders, he, he helped me. So they're not all inhuman, then. <laughs> you don't think he did it out of kindness, do you? I paid him for everything he did, the beast. Hattie. I meant what I said this afternoon, but I'd die before I went back there. You poor little thing. Have you got any more of that brandy? Well, what about something to eat? There's food in the cupboard over there. Food? Real food? I haven't tasted any for nearly a year. Well, here it is. Chicken? What bread? And butter? I can't believe it's true. Well, it is. The whole nightmare of the past is over, too. I'm going to see that things are better for you from now on, Hetty. But I couldn't be much worse. That's one comfort. Well, tell me what happened to you after... after you came out of the hospital. Oh, you mean... after I tried to... throw myself into the river? They sent me to prison for three months. It's against the law to attempt to take human life, they told me. Even your own. Not then. I made some friends in there. They were in for other things. Stealing mostly. I went to live with them when I came out. Well, I was the beginner at the game. I got caught pretty soon. For stealing? Uh-huh. 
got a year for it. I should have been coming out now, but they decided to keep me there for insubordination and insolence. That's about the lot. I ran away this afternoon, and here I am. If I get caught, I guess I'm there for years. They don't encourage prisoners to run away. They won't catch you. What are you going to do with me? I'm going to keep you here for tonight. No one will find you. It's my laboratory. No one ever comes here but myself. But no running away, mind. <laughs> Is it likely? Without the cops in London on the watch out for me? Good. Then I'll leave you now. There's a bed over there and plenty of food. I'll see you first thing in the morning. Uh, will that do? Yes. That'll do. I'll have to do. I guess I've got to take anything from you now. You won't have to take anything from me. Couldn't be any worse than what I've been taken in the past. No matter what it is, prison and the waters, solitary confinement weren't any worse than, than knowing that you'd tricked me, let me down. Oh, Hetty, please don't. But you did, didn't you? You got me off to London knowing darn well that you'd never come and see me like you promised, didn't you? All right. You don't have to say anything. I know. Will you let me try and make it up to you? Huh? Now, by flipping me a fiver and telling me to run home and forget all about it? Oh, no, no. I won't let you down this time. I swear I won't. But you won't want to be saddled with me now, any more than you did years ago. Oh, don't worry. I understand these things now. I'm not green anymore. Perhaps you like me better that way. I liked you before. But not as much as you did your good name. It wouldn't have done for Henry Jekyll to be mixed up with a common little nobody like me. And I wouldn't do now. So don't think you fool me, Henry. But I'm not trying to fool you. I... Well, I acted like a cad and I admit it. Now I'm willing to try and help you. If you uh, don't think I'll do it, well, you can walk out that door. Oh, no. It's nice and comfortable here. And I've had precious little comfort for a long time. I think I'll stay. Yeah. That's right. I'll stay. Maybe you'll get sick of me like you did before. But you won't get rid of me so easily this time. Not be a long shot. If you only knew how much I've learned since that night you kissed me goodbye in the old mill. I don't blame you for being bitter, Hetty. Thanks. Well, you can run along if you want to. I suppose you've got some pressing engagement somewhere. Give the lady my calm regards and I'll be waiting for you tomorrow. So long. Henry, you've come at last. I was beginning to despair of you. I'm most awfully sorry, Margaret, but it was impossible to get away before. You don't have to apologize. I understand perfectly. You gave me your message. I think it's just wonderful of you, Henry. Uh, what is? That work you're doing in the East End, the clinic. Why didn't you tell me about it before? But, uh, who told you now? Why, Hugh, of course. Well, do come into the other room with me and tell me all about it. I do think you're mean, you know. I've been wondering and wondering what you do with yourself, and all the time you've been helping these poor people. Won't you let me help? Why, well, I... I don't know what to say, Margaret. Well, surely there's something I can do there. I could take temperatures and, and bandage legs uh, or Henry, arms. Uh, can I see you for a moment, old chap? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, will you excuse me, Margaret? On condition you come back immediately and tell me everything. Mm -hmm, I'll do my best. Uh, I won't be a moment. 
Well, you, what's the matter? Look here, I, I, I didn't know what to say to account for you not being here. So I said you had a call to go down to one of your patients in the East End. Now, that's all right, isn't it? Oh, I suppose it is, uh, but I told you about my work there in strictest confidence, you know. Oh, yes, I know. But dash it all. Something pretty desperate had to be done. Margaret was looking daggers, just about ready to throw herself into John Fairley's arms. The clinic saved the day, old boy. I wonder. Well, of course it did. Anyhow, why should you be so, so secret about it? It's something anyone could be proud of. Not many fellows with your money and opportunity cares a hang for the poor wretches down there. You know, I think it's juice a decent of you. Thanks, you. Thanks. It's nice to feel that someone thinks well of me. Oh, I'm not the only one. Let's look over there. Look at the way Margaret's watching you. Go on. Follow up your advantage. Her father's been hoping that you've been up to all sorts of crimes while she's been away. <laughs> and all the time you've been above reproach. Hugh, shut up. You're an idiot. <laughs> Come on, Hugh. You've had him all the afternoon. I've not seen him for ages. He's all yours, Margaret. And see you make the most of him. I wish he'd make the most of me. You will let me come down to the clinic with you one day, won't you, Henry? Yes, of course you can. When? Will tomorrow afternoon do? Uh, I'll be busy in the morning on something else. Oh, yes, of course it will. I'll put off everything else for it. Why didn't you tell me about it before? Well, I wanted to be sure of it. Sure of myself. It's, uh, well, it's just an experiment so far. I know it'll succeed. I'm so happy, Henry. Tell me, are you just a little pleased to see me again? Pleased? My dear, if you only knew. a while. Yes, it is a bit gloomy. Never mind. I've come to take you out of it. Where to? A friend of mine who's away from London has left me the keys of his rooms. I know he won't uh, mind you using them. Supposing he comes back and finds me there. Oh, he wouldn't do that without letting me know. Are you sure? What's his name? His name? Yes. His name is Edward Hyde. <laughs> That's a funny name. Well, he's rather a queer person himself. Still, his rooms are very comfortable. You can be sure of not being disturbed. Uh, look, I brought you some clothes. If you dress yourself in these, I'll go and get a cab. You can slip out the back door. 
man into it, and no one needs see you. It's funny the way you talk like that. Anyone would think you'd been helping criminals to escape all your life. You're not a criminal, Hetty. Oh, yes, I am. Seven charges of stealing against me. You can't wink your heart, that, you know. Well, get yourself dressed and we'll be on our way. I'll open the door into the little lane at the back. You can come out as soon as you're ready. You'll find me waiting in the cab. Say, there isn't any trick in this, is there? What makes you ask? Hmm, I don't know. You just get used to looking for the catch and things after a while. Oh. Why should you bother about me, anyhow? Just to try and make you see that I'm not all bad. No, I, I never thought that. I just know you're like all the rest of us. Didn't want to be found out, that's all. Say, this is a nice dress. Where'd you get it? I went out and bought it first thing this morning. <laughs> well, you've got a good eye for what's nice. I'll give you that. Off you go, then. I'll be ready in about ten minutes. <laughs> Nobody here, just as I told you. Oh, this is a bit of style, isn't it? Huh. Mr. I must be a proper swell to have things like this. What's he doing with it in a mean little back street like this? Well, I told you he was rather a queer sort of chap. He prefers this part of London. Do you mean to say he, he won't mind me being here? I'm sure he won't. Now, just make yourself at home and do what you like. But look at the carpet and the furniture. Well, I've never seen things like that before out of a shop. Bit neglected, though. Oh, look at all the dust. Well, you see, he's been away some time. And you can amuse yourself cleaning it up. And what will I do after that? I can't stay cooped up here all the time. Well, wait till tonight. After it gets dark, I'll come back and... Well, then we can decide uh, what you'll do. Uh, can you put up with it uh, for a day? <laughs> put up with it? Didn't I tell you I'd been doing solitary confinement in that hellhole of a prison reformatory? I'll order some food to be sent round to you from the shops. The tradespeople know this place. There's a little box just outside the kitchen door. They leave everything there, so you uh, needn't see anyone at all. Gee, look at the sun shining outside. You can see it even in this dirty little street. It'd be nice to go for a walk, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't think you'd better do that. Ah, oh, don't worry. I'm taking that chance. If you only knew what it's like to be shut up for months on end. The very thought of walking about among people again. Oh, well. No good thinking of that. You'll come tonight for sure, won't you? For sure? You can expect me around about ten o'clock. Ten? That's light. Well, it doesn't get dark till nearly nine. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're just as anxious to keep out of sight as I am. Wouldn't do to be seen with me, would it? Please, Hetty. Oh, I don't blame you. Off you go, then. I can see you're on pins and needles. I'll be all right here. Well, I'll see you at ten o'clock, then. Yes, at ten o'clock. <laughs> little fellow. Don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you very much. Margaret, hand me over that basin of water and some fresh lint, will you? What's the matter, Henry? Is he 
badly hurt? I can't tell yet. Well, old chap, what happened? Did you get knocked down? Yes, sir. I was driving along the street on a message from my mother. And you got mixed up with a horse and dray. I know. The driver told me about it when he brought you here. Well, now, let's have a look at this leg of yours. Oh, steady now, steady. Oh, steady. I may have to hurt a bit. Look, you hold my hand. Hold it hard, see? I don't mind if you dig your nails into me. There. Does that help a little? Yes, miss. Then you hang on for all your worth. Tell me, what's your name? Johnny, miss. Johnny, is it? I knew someone named John. He lives in the country. Have you ever been out into the country, Johnny? Once, on a bank all day. Remember, my father took me out to Hampstead Eight. Did you like it? Oh, yes, it was busking, miss. Married around and cut out shies, and then we seen a real good go in between two fellas down near the bottom bush out town. <laughs> That's what you call a day in the country, is it? That isn't what I mean. I mean where you can see horses and cows and and walk for miles and miles over the green fields and and find bird's nests and go fishing. Is that what the chap you know does? You mean John? Oh, yes, he does all those things. Oh, crap, you'd like to see a bird's nest. John's got a collection of eggs he found when he was a little boy. Oh, he's grown up now, is he? Yes, he's a man now. Oh. Oh, but he still likes to walk along the hedgerows and look for nests. We found a thrush's nest one day when I was staying down at his place. He showed me the little mother bird sitting on her eggs. He must be a pretty nice sort of cow. He is. Oh, oh, oh poor little chap. Have you nearly finished, Henry? I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. My hand must have slipped. I think I've got this wound fairly clean now. There aren't any groans broken, so I'll just have to bandage it and then he can go home. Oh, but he won't be able to walk. Well, as soon as his mother comes, we'll get a cab and send him off in that. Seriously, where is my Johnny? Oh, that sounds like a now. Dr. Jekyll, the little boy's mother's here now. Will I let her come in? Yes, I think it'll be all right. Thank you, nurse. Will you be a good boy now, Johnny, and tell your mother you're not hurt much? Yes, sir. All right, tell her to come in, nurse. I don't think Nurse Peters quite approves of my bringing you down here, Margaret. Oh, I hope she won't think I'm trying to, trying to usurp her place. Uh, she's a grand person, but just a little bit touchy. Perhaps I'd better go then. Oh, no, no, no. Let her get used to the idea of you. I hope this won't be your last visit down here, Margaret. Would you really like me to come? Well, if you can bear the sights and sounds. Some of them aren't very pretty, you know. If I could be of any help, I'd come every day of my life. Margaret. I don't deserve what you give me, you know. When I see you working here amongst these poor, friendless people, giving so much to them, I feel ashamed that I ever doubted you. You have doubted them? Yes, Henry. I have. Oh, forgive me, will you? I'm such a fool to have ever listened. But I won't again. I swear it. The things you heard are probably true. There's more than one side to my nature, you know. Johnny! Oh, Johnny. Uh, he's all right. Look, he's sitting up as though nothing had ever happened. Oh, how can I ever thank you, sir? They told me you were taking care of him. He's down at Dr. Jekyll's, I says. And I just thank heavens for that. So if anything can be done for my boy, it's Dr. Jekyll will do it. Oh, uh, that's all right, then. He's just been cut and knocked about a bit, and you'll have to keep him quiet for a few days till the wound heals on his knee. After that, he'll be running about as well as ever. And don't you go letting me catch you hanging on to the backs of drives and lorries anymore, young man, or I'll give you what's what I will. Oh, poor little oh, chap. Oh, me, Mum. Can't you give a fellow a chance? <laughs> Johnny's probably learnt his lesson. 
Now, I'll get a cab for you, and you can take him home. I'll call him and have a look at him this evening and see that no other symptoms have developed. Uh, leave your address with Nurse Peters before you go. Oh, how can I ever thank you, sir? Your heaven-sent blessing to us people here. If only there was more of your kind, the world would be a different place. Oh, you don't have to thank me. Just keep young Johnny away from horses' hooves in future, and that'll be enough. You can trust me for that. If ever I catch him at it again... Young Jekyll, there are a lot of people in the waiting room. Oh, thank you, nurse. Uh, do you think you could get someone to find a cab to take Johnny and his mother home? I'll try, doctor. Good. Now, off with you, young man. I'll see you later on. Send in Mrs. Higgins next, will you please, nurse? Yes. Goodbye, mister. Goodbye, lady. And if that tells you now, it's any of them eggs to spread. I'll ask him the next time I see him. Oh, Johnny, haven't I told you not to keep asking oh, for things? Quite all right. Well, that's the only way I can get uh, I think you'd better leave this uh, next patient to Nurse Peters, Margaret. It's a leg ulcer and not a very pretty sight. Oh, if I sat away in the corner and just watched, would I be in the way? Oh, you'd never be in the way, sweetheart. I do so want to learn, and this is the only way I can do it. All right, but don't be ashamed to say if things get too much for you. Many a first-year medical student has to rush out of the casualty room, you know. Did you, Henry? <laughs> I did, and more than once. All the human frailties are mine, I'm afraid. Mrs. Higgins, of Henry Jekyll's. But I... I told me you were away. So I was. I've been out of town for some time, but I came back, as you can see. Come, you're quite unnerved. If I hadn't had the presence of mind to fling my coat over that lamp when you dropped it, you might have caused a serious fire. You... You frightened me. I can quite understand that. 
If you were expecting the godlike Henry Jekyll, <laughs> I'm not much like him, am I? Not much. Come, come, my dear. Am I as bad as all that? Don't you bear to look at me without a shudder? See, I'll light another lamp in this room and you can take a good look at me. See now? How's that? Go away. Don't come near me. Tut, tut, that's not very nice of you. After all, you're enjoying my hospitality, you know. Where's Henry? Why didn't he come? Our dear good friend Henry Jekyll has been detained. Social engagements, I believe. You know how these things are when our young gentlemen are fashioned. But he said he'd come at ten o'clock. And you've always found him reliable in the past? <laughs> Not the first time you've waited in vain for him to keep an appointment with you, is it? Still, he did have the grace to send me and his apologies. This is his way of getting rid of me, isn't it? He knows it's either stay here or... Or go back to prison. I might have known he'd do something like this. Oh, no. This is entirely my own idea. You misjudge Henry if you think he wishes you any harm. Of course, he's never done me any harm, has he? It wasn't him that tricked me into coming up here to London, promising to send me money, <laughs> coming to see me. It wasn't him that drove me into taking that job in Redmick's dance hall, was it? Oh, and he regretted it. Regretted it? Send his apologies, I suppose, like he did tonight. That's Henry. Nice and charming. And false as they make him. Be careful what you say about him. He's my friend. I know Henry Jekyll. He wouldn't hurt a living soul. Oh, you man. He's a saint, you hear? No one can say a single word about him. Then they don't know him like I do, that's all. He does good every day of his life. Think of the sick people he helps, the poor people he gives food to, the children he sends away for holidays. Henry Jekyll does? Yes, Henry Jekyll. But you, you drag him down because of the folly of his youth and his human weakness. You destroy all of this. I'm not a handsome fellow like Henry, am I? Take a look in the mirror there. No. Come on, don't turn away. Take your hands off me. You're in the... I want to see your face up against mine. See, see. There we are. Beauty and the beast. You haven't lost your looks for all that you've been through. Let me go. Not till you've had a look. I don't want a look. You're idiot. Pale, aren't I? As though I never saw the sun. And there's something wrong with my forehead. Deformed, some people would call it. And my eyes, they slit upwards. And they're small and mean and set too close. But my mouth... <laughs> That's the worst part of me, don't you think? Did you ever see another mouth like mine? Or oh, those teeth? They're more like fangs, aren't they? Yes. And have you noticed my hand? Not a bit like Henry's, are they? He's a large, firm, white and beautiful. But mine, they're more like the hands of an ape. Hairy and knotted and hideous. But strong. So strong. See, I can place them round your throat like this. It's all right, my dear. It isn't my intention to strangle you. Not yet. Let me go. 
Let me get out of this. Where are you going to, my dear? Remember who and what you are. Yes, that's right. I got nowhere to go. I'm a wanted criminal. It's either prison or you. Come, come now. Am I so terrible? Am I worse than those warders? Did I tell you about that? Henry Jekyll and I are the closest friends. We have no secrets from each other. And you wonder why I hate him. He brought me here on purpose so that he could send you. What do you pay for it? I'll make him. If you so much as try to harm him, if you say one single thing against him, I'll take that soap of yours in my hands and I'll crush it to a jelly. Come here. Fool, stop your whimpering. You're here alone with me, and I intend to keep you here. Wipe your eyes and fetch me that decanter of wine. I've had enough of talk. I'm awfully sorry to trouble you at such an hour, but I'm at my wit's end. Do you happen to know where Dr. Jekyll is? Isn't he with you, Nurse Peters? Well, he had dinner here, but left early, saying he had to be down to see a patient at ten o'clock. At ten o'clock? Well, I don't know anything about that. The clinic shuts at five o'clock, and Dr. Jekyll wasn't expected down again till two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Was there some special case he had to see about? Not that I know of. But I've come now because of little Johnny Burke. Oh, the little boy who was knocked down this afternoon? Yes. His mother came along to me in a terrible state. It's taken a very bad turn. I don't like to say without Dr. Jekyll seeing him, but it seems to me like internal hemorrhage. Good heavens. And can't you find him? No. I went to his house, but none of the servants have seen him there since about half past nine. Oh, that'll be after he left here. Uh, did they try in his laboratory? Yes. He did go out there, but the whole place is in darkness now. Then what will you do? Is the little boy very bad? Very bad indeed. That's terrible. But can't we get another doctor? Oh, no, Miss Artisan. No other doctor would come. It's Dr. Jekyll's case. But supposing he dies? Uh, No other doctor would come. Then we've got to find him. Uh, If you wait a minute, I'll come with you. But, But where can we look? Well, he told me he was going to see a patient. We can look in his case book. There may be something there to help us. Yes. Anything wrong, Margaret? Oh, Daddy, this is Nurse Peters from Henry's Clinic. A little boy who met with an accident this afternoon is very ill, and we've got to find Henry. But you're not thinking of starting off at this hour of the night. It's close on 11. But the little boy is terribly ill. He must have help. And what are you going to do? We're going to Henry's house to see if we can find out where he is. Margaret, you can't do that. Why not? Let me send one of the servants round with a message. I'll be all right, Daddy. Nurse Peters will be with me. I insist that you take either John or me with you. You can't go out unaccompanied at this hour of the night. Very well, Daddy. You come. And tell John, too. It's a good idea because he can be looking in one place while we go somewhere else. Oh, Daddy, he's such a dear little boy. We've got to do what we can to save him. Don't you see that? That's Henry's work, not yours. Henry's work is my work, Daddy. Don't you understand that much? At 
No, Miss Atterson. Dr. Jekyll isn't home. He left here soon after half past nine, and he hasn't come in yet. But where did he go? I've no idea. He left by way of the laboratory. The laboratory? Yes. You see, there's a door that lets him out onto the street by a back way. Uh, he often goes out that way, miss. But look, I can see a light there now. He must have come back again. I believe you're right. Daddy, Nurse Peters is here. Oh, where? In his laboratory. The light's just come on in the upper room, in the window, see? Well, you wait in the carriage with Nurse Peters, and I'll go out and get him. Uh, will you take me through the house, pool? Yes, Mr. Utterson, certainly, sir. Uh, come this way, sir. Thank you. Tell him it's urgent, Daddy. Uh, my dear... I imagine Henry knows more about the seriousness of internal hemorrhage than you do. Uh, just follow me, Mr. Utterson. I'll bring a lamp and light you across the courtyard. It's a very bleak night tonight, sir. It is indeed. No, sir. Someone's being strangled, surely. Oh, quickly. We must break in the door. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. I wouldn't do a thing like that, sir. I couldn't. I wouldn't know how to explain it, sir. It's it's part of Dr. Jekyll's work, sir. That's all it is, sir. What? Those cries and groans? Part of Dr. Jekyll's work? And what devil's business is he engaged in? I don't know, sir. But he's given me the very strictest instructions that none of the servants but me is to come over here. And even I am not to break in, no matter what I see or hear. I see. It's stopped now. There's silence. Yes, sir. It's always like that, sir. In a few minutes, one or the other of them will come out. One or the other? What do you mean? Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, sir. couldn't say, sir. Yet he comes here? Off and on, sir. Sometimes we don't see him for weeks. Then he might be here almost every day, but please say nothing about it to Dr. Jekyll, sir. He'd be very angry with me for discussing it. Have no fear, Poole. You can absolutely rely on me. Who's there? Tis I, Utterson, and Poole. What do you want? There's a message for you, Henry. A little boy you attended this afternoon has suddenly become very ill. 
The nurse suspects hemorrhage. Oh, very well, then. I'll be down in a minute. Would you like me to come in? Uh, nothing. It's just that I thought I heard you cry out a few minutes ago. No, I'm perfectly all right. Go back to the house. I'll be over in a little while. Very well, Henry. We'd uh, best be getting back, sir. No point in standing near. Uh, no, come along. Mr. Utterson, you won't mention anything of what I told you about Mr. Hyde, sir, will you? It's just that you, being such an old friend of the family, sir... I quite understand, fool, and I appreciate your confidence. I think Dr. Jekyll's too much by himself, sir, if you ask me. Since his mother died, there's been practically nobody here but the servants and himself. It's too lonely. A man gets morbid or takes up with bad company, sir. That depends very greatly on the man, don't you think? Dr. Jekyll's never been the same as other young men, sir. Even as a boy, he was given to reading and sitting by himself. Too clever, if you ask me, sir. Well, we'll have to see what we can do about it, fool. There you are, Daddy. Did you find him? Uh, yes, my dear, we did. He'll be in in just a moment. Nurse Peters has gone back to the little boy. She thought she might be able to do something while we were looking for Henry. Well, I think I can hear him coming across the courtyard now. So he'll soon be on his way as well. Henry, is that you? Yes. I'm coming now. We've been looking for you every... Why, Henry. What's the matter? How pale you are. You look ill. Is anything wrong? No. No, nothing. Uh, Poole, have you got any coffee? Yes, sir. If you'll wait a minute, sir, I'll bring it up. See that it's hot. I won't have any milk. Uh, what about you, Margaret? And you, Mr. Addison, would you care for some? Uh, no, we'll get along. You'll have to hurry away and we'll only delay you. Are you ready, Margaret? Yes, Daddy, I'm coming. Henry, are you quite sure you're all right? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. I'm a little tired, that's all. I've been working very hard. I wish I could share your work. Be with you now when you go to that little boy. Well, that's impossible, my dear. It may mean an immediate operation... I'll have to get him into a hospital. I'll probably be up all night. If I could only be here when you get back. If only you could. When, Henry? When? Margaret, are you ready? Go to your father, Margaret, my dear. He'll give you the answer to that question. have anything real against Henry? No, my dear, I haven't. I'm 21 now. You asked me to wait till I was before I finally made up my mind. And you were a good daughter and granted an old man's request. I'd do anything for you, Daddy. Anything but give up Henry. And I'd do anything in the world to feel that the love you have for him is merited. Why do you say that? What has he done? Nothing that I can name. It's just an instinct. Something that warns me to be wary. Oh, how can I be expected to listen to things like that? You don't know him like I do. If you could see his face as he bends over those sick people, talks to the children... I know, I know. Henry is a very complex character. Has possibly more goodness and nobility in him than the rest of us. And you think there's something bad as well? There's something I can't name. I know. 
I've felt it too. There's a, a strangeness about him. But that doesn't make me love him any less. And I do love him, Father. There'll never be anybody else for me. Ever. Oh, very well, my dear. If that's the case, I'll say no more. And you'll let us be married? You're of age now. You can marry when and whom you please. Ah, yes, but I want your consent. You know how much I love you too, Daddy. You've been so wonderful to me, dear. Since the day your mother died, there's been one thing only in my life. Your happiness. And it'll be safe with Henry. I know it will. And he needs me. If I were to desert him, that thing we both of us feel might destroy him, you know. As long as it doesn't destroy you. Never. And you'll tell him you won't oppose our marriage anymore? I'll tell him. I might call in tonight. I have to pass that way after a meeting I have to attend. Oh, thank you, dearest. Thank you. You'll never be sorry, I'm sure. Really, 12 o'clock? Yes. What no windbag the chairman is. He could have cut that report in half and told us just as much. I had intended paying a call on young Henry Jekyll on my way home, but it's far too late for that now. Oh, you might find him still up. He keeps pretty late hours. It's only a block or so away, and I pass his place, so I'll see if there's a light still burning. Do you mind if I walk with you? Find I sleep better if I take a little exercise last thing at night. Oh, yes, do. Come along. I'll be glad of your company. How deserted the streets are. Not a soul abroad besides ourselves. There's something a little uncanny in seeing the streets so empty, isn't there? <laughs> and listen to that wind. Hmm. Well, come along. Let's button up our coats and hurry along. Uh, come down this side street. It's a shortcut and will take us almost to the square where Jekyll lives. Oh, we're not alone any longer. Hmm? There's someone else hurrying along home. Yes, what an odd-looking creature he is, too. Do you see the way he walks? A kind of cat-like shuffle, if such a thing were possible. Hmm, making a fair pace. Around the corner another minute. Yes, with that heavy stick of his and the long black cloak fluttering in the wind, he looks like some weird night creature. Hardly human at all. Funny you should say that. I was just thinking the same. Good Lord, just look at that. I say, wait, wait, what's he doing? That child that ran into him as he turned the corner. He's striking it. It's falling under his feet. Look, look. Oh, come quickly. He'll have it killed. Hi there. What are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. Uh, he's taken to his heels. Can you catch him? Oh, try it. You'll take care of the child. Oh, there, there. Now, 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 no, no. Don't be frightened. Oh, he won't hurt you anymore. Uh, tell me, what happened? He knocked me down. He beat me with his but why? Uh, did you bump into him? I was running out, and I didn't see him. And where had you been at this time of night? My father's sick, and I was there to get the doctor. Oh, come, come, you poor little thing. Uh, see, let me wipe the mud off your face and hands. I don't exactly know. My friend and I were walking along the street, and this little girl bumped into a man who was hurrying on ahead of us. He lost his temper and beat her with the stick. I was looking out the window. It was horrible. The most horrible thing I ever seen. My friend took after him. He may catch him. Oh, the doctor. 
Then have a look at her and see if she's barely hurt. Oh. Look at that poor little mouth. He drove her teeth after my lips. I'd like to string up the lamppost, I would. What is the matter here? Been an accident? Uh, this child has been injured, Doctor, but I don't know how badly. Well, oh, let me have a look at her. Now stand back, everybody. Stand back. I can't do anything unless you give me room. Come now. Come now. What happened to you? Uh, did something knock you down? Yes, sir. A man. A man? Uh, more like. He knocked her down and trampled her underfoot with his boots. Oh, dear, dear. But why? What uh, had she done? Uh, bumped into him. Uh, she ran along the street. Oh, uh, where, where is this man now? Here he comes now. Oh, my word. So he has. Well done, Winter. Did you have any trouble? No. Not at all. I came along without a protest. Uh, let's have a look at him. Bring him into the lights. Come on. Now, now, little one, don't be afraid. He won't hurt you again. Hold up your face, you cur. Let me have a look at you, if you're not too ashamed. I should be delighted to reveal my face. If the ladies and gentlemen present are not afraid to look. Mercy on us. Did you ever see such a face? And now, might I ask... What it is you require of me? You might ask indeed. I saw you attack this child. You'll pay for it to the last penny. Now let's have more than that. Let's give him a type of his own medicine. What about that stick he's carrying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to You can't do this. He gave it to the child. Ah, but there are better ways to punish him than that. We'll hand him over to the law. We'll make his name reek from one end of London to the other. If he has any friends or any credit, we'll see that he loses them. He'll carry the brand of this night's work to the end of his days. <laughs> your eloquence does your legal training credit, Mr. Utterson. What? You... You know me? Who... Who in heaven's name are you? You may have heard of me. My name is Edward Hyde. Entirely at your service, sir. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Winter, Doctor, I think we'd better get the child back to her parents as soon as possible and deal with this gentleman afterwards. Mm, I think you're right. This crowd has got an ugly look, and the man himself doesn't help matters. Had you ever seen such a face in all your life? I'm not by nature an emotional man, but I tell you truly... It's all I can do to keep my hands off him. Me too. It's just as well he didn't struggle when I ran after him and caught him. I'd have had a job to keep myself from strangling him. Come along, then. Let's get out of this. Uh, does anyone know where the child lives? Yes, the four bells on the right in the next street. All 
All right, then. Now, you'd best get back to your homes. We'll look after the child and see she gets her desserts. I'm a lawyer, and my friend here is a well-known businessman. You can rely on us. You can call on me, mister. You want a witness? I saw the whole thing happen. Struck her down again. Got the least provocation. Good. Give Mr. Winter your name and address, and we'll call on you if we need you. Watch all this fuss of witnesses. I'll pay you what you want and make an end to it. You'll pay all right, my friend. And a tidy sum it'll be if I have my way. Hmm. How much do you think I'll have to pay for my night's entertainment? From the state of the child's dress, I gather they're not well off. What do you think, great sight of 50 pounds? In a few moments, we'll be at the child's house, and then you can find out. I don't want to see them. No gentleman wishes to be involved in a scene of that sort. Come, name your figure, and I'll pay. Double the amount you named would be nearer the mark, I'd say. A hundred pounds for a few bruises and a bit of a fright. I had no idea the sensibilities of the English poorer classes were so costly. Less of your insolence, sir. Or you'll go to the police station, as you well deserve. No, no, don't do that. I'll pay, I'll pay. Come with me and I'll get the money right away. Where do you want me to go? Not far from here. I'll have to get you a check. You wouldn't expect me to have that amount of money in my pocket, would you? No, I don't suppose you would. Uh, Winter? Uh, yes? This, uh, this man has agreed to pay a hundred pounds if nothing more is said about what happened tonight. And so he should. Will you and the doctor go with the child while I go with him to get the check? Will you Will you come back? As soon as I get the money and make sure of its bona fides. Uh, how will you do that? By keeping him in sight until the bank opens and it's cashed, if necessary. All right, then. We'll wait. Uh, come along, doctor. Uh, this is the place, I think. Uh, Lead the way, Hyde. And no tricks, or it'll be the worst for you. Why... This is Dr. Jekyll's house. Well, I know it is. You have a key to it? The doctor has confidence in me, you see. I see very little and nothing that gives me confidence. I'll light a lamp and then you can sit and make yourself comfortable. I'll not be long. Why have you come here to get the money you want? Henry and I are true friends. His purse is mine and mine is his. I regret to hear you say so. Well... Go, and let's be done with this sorry business. Uh, Mr. Utterson. Mr. Utterson. Well, well, I, I must have fallen asleep. I think you did. What time is it at all? Uh, nearly two o'clock. And I've been here all this time. However could I have done such a thing? What will the others be thinking? Oh, you mean Mr. Winter and the doctor who took care of the child? You know all about tonight's business, then? Yes, I know. Henry, what in heaven's name have you got to do with this creature, Hyde? I, uh, I can't explain. Oh, here's the check. He asked me to give it to you. Signed in your name? Yes. He felt that you might have some doubts about the validity of uh, one sign by himself. Is that the true reason? Well, what other could there be? A dozen. This man has some power over you. He's blackmailing you. Is that it? No, it... It isn't that. What is it, then? Henry, I demand an answer. Do you know why it was that I happened to be in the vicinity of your house tonight? No. I intended to come in if I saw a light burning... 
I had uh, a talk with Margaret after dinner tonight. She won my consent to your marriage. You... You've agreed? I did. Not that I feel any happier over it, but because I had nothing really positive against you. And on my way to tell you so, I witnessed this hideous deed committed by one whom you claim as a friend. A crime you are willing to cloak with money, paid from your own account. What am I to think? Well, there is one thing I want you to know. Hyde has no power over me. Rather, the reverse is the case. The moment I choose, I can be rid of him. I can block him out of my life as though he had never existed. Then do it. Do it, man, before it's too late. If you don't, you'll regret it. The man is so evil, so vile in every way, that nearest contact with him must mean contamination. Yes. Yes, I fear I must. Tonight's episode has shaken me more than I can say. Whatever could have come over him, I... I can't imagine. Sheer bestiality. Something that lies deep in his horrible soul. A man is capable of anything, even murder. Murder? Murder? Yes, I... I've sometimes thought that, too... If he were to hate someone enough... Please, God, I shall not be that person. Please, God, you won't. I must say there's no one like you, Henry, my boy, for putting on a tasty little dinner. Uh, tell me, where did you get your cook? <laughs> my cook? She's married to Poole. Oh, really? That's yes. too much. No man should have the perfect butler and the perfect cook. Well, my dear Lanyon, I'll go even further than that. I'm now going to get Poole to bring us some of the perfect brandy. Uh, I think we'll have it in the library. Uh, Poole! Yes, sir. I've already put it there, and some of your special cigars. Uh, by the way, I shall want you there for a few minutes. I, I want you to witness a signature. Certainly, sir. You may as well come right away, and uh, that's the last I shall want of you for the night. Uh, do you mind you? What, uh, witnessing a signature? <laughs> not a bit, not a bit. Uh, I'll want you to. You see, it's my will. Your will? Here I say you. You are getting morbid, are you? Oh, no, but the fact is, I'm getting married and, uh, well, uh, I want to make some changes, you see. Oh, well, of course, yes. How stupid of me. Um, when's the happy event to be? Oh, not for another few weeks. Uh, Margaret's away collecting her trousseau, and uh, it seems that it takes some time. Well, make the most of it, old boy. Make the most of it. Well, I will. <laughs> That's why I sent for you. Oh, seriously? Mm -hmm. Oh, I say, that's fine. And do you know, Henry, I've been feeling a little poorly lately. So, uh, oh, what do you say to a, a little run over to the continent? Uh, uh, over to the continent? Yes. Paris is marvellous this time of the year. Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Our good old Paris. Uh, you incurable <laughs> libertine. Have you forgotten that I'm uh, all but a married man? Besides, uh, that's where Margaret's gone to buy her trousseau. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so that, uh, 
That does make it rather awkward. Very. Oh, but there's, there's two piano. Oh, I say, uh, tell you what. How about going to that village I told you about? I was there for the autumn, but imagine what it will be like in the spring. Uh, what's its name again? Uh, uh, Coravina. Oh, yes. Uh, you go to Innsbruck and then branch off on a little line almost as far as the Bremer Pass. <laughs> oh, what a country. <sighs> what girls. Mind out. Here's Poole coming. If you start getting him too excited, he mightn't be able to hold the pen. Oh, oh Lord, yes, yes. Uh, there's that will, isn't there? Oh, where is the ballet thing? Uh, here it is. <clears throat> oh, come in, Poole, come in. I'd better sign first so that you can see me do it. <clears throat> now, if you, uh, if you'll sign there and Poole on that other line, it'll be done with. No, oh, just here. Oh, there you are. Now you, Poole. Here, sir. That's right. Thank you. Now, I want you both to have a good look at me. Look. But why? We've both seen you before. Well, I want you to be able to certify that I'm in perfect health and of my right mind. Henry, what's all this about? Are you anticipating that anyone will contest the will? I'll tell you that later on. Uh, would you say that I'm quite sane, Poole? Well, uh, you look all right, sir. <laughs> good for you, Poole. Never be deceived by appearances. And now, if you brought us in the coffee, uh, that'll be all for tonight. Thank you, sir. Good night, sir. Good night. Uh, good night, Dr. Lennon. Oh, good night, Paul. Uh... Now, I say, look here, Henry. What is the meaning of all this? Who's going to suggest that you aren't in your right mind? Well, the terms of the will you've witnessed are a little peculiar. Just take a look at it while I pour you out some coffee. Thanks. Black or white? White. Uh, black, thank you. Uh, no sugar. I'll warm the glasses near the fire a little before I pour the brandy. This is some special old brandy my father got as a present from one of the Rothschilds. He did uh, him some sort of service right I say, it's none of my business, but who is this fellow Hyde? Oh, just a friend of mine. I should think he must be. According to what you've written here, he's to inherit more than a hundred thousand pounds. Yes, my mother's entire fortune. And then, this business about your disappearance or unexplained absence for any period exceeding three calendar months. In which case, Edward Hyde shall step into my shoes and assume my place. Oh, now I begin to see why you wanted Poole and me to have a good look at you. Yes, I thought you would. And another thing. There's nothing here about Margaret. Any will I might make now automatically becomes invalid when I marry. I'll have to make another one. I have to make this because... because I don't know what might happen between now and my wedding day. I often wonder 
What you do with yourself while I'm away? What do you think I do? It would be nice to think that you spend some of your time at the window eagerly watching for my return. You? I spend most of it dreading the sound of your key in the door. Well, you'll have a happy release from my presence for a while, my dear. I'm going away. Going away? Yeah, doesn't that please you? Yes, it does. <laughs> There's one thing I always like about you, Hetty. You never pretend to do anything but hate me. Why should I? Isn't everything about you hateful and vile? Is it? Everything, everything. I didn't think it was possible for anyone to be as low and beastly as you. And yet I think you'll miss me while I'm gone. Miss you? Yes. Evil has a sort of horrid fascination about it, you know. At first it turns us sick. Then we have to look again just to make sure our eyes didn't deceive us. Then we keep on looking. And after a while we find we rather like the terrible sensations. It's like a strong drug. At first it's agony and then we crave for it. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me put it this way. I believe that the beautiful face of Henry Jekyll would seem colorless after mine. What can a beast like you know about Henry Jekyll? I know he's going to be married in a few weeks' time. Married? He's getting married? Yes, to such a charming girl. She's in Paris now, buying her trousseau. <laughs> That's why he and I are going away for a while. His last days of freedom, you know. What? You and him going away together? <laughs> He's out of his mind to be even seen with you. <laughs> he won't be seen with me. But we'll be together for all that. Together all the time. He'll not get away from me for one moment. What do you mean? What fear have you got over him? You're always hinting and suggesting things. You say you're his friend. You couldn't be a friend to anyone. You're too vile, too audible. You've got him in your power, that's what it is. You make him give you money, pay for this place here. You're blackmailing him. Blackmail. Blackmail. Who else accused me of that? Oh, yes, Mr. Utterson, the father of the young lady Henry's going to marry. I hate that man. Someday, someday I'll square accounts with him. Stop it. Don't look like that. I can't bear to look at you. You needn't be afraid, Eddie, my dear. I'm not thinking of squaring accounts with you. Not yet. And that reminds me, while I'm away, you'll continue living here... I've arranged for you to get everything you want from the usual shops. And um, what else? What do you mean? Well, aren't you going to lend me any money? What do you want money for? What if I want to go out? I'm not going to lock you up. You know what I mean. You've, you've given me food and clothes while I've been here, but never a penny of money. I'm like a slave. That's what I am. Or a prisoner. <laughs> but I imagine this is a rather superior sort of jail. Still... If you prefer the other... I'm not sure that I don't. Anything would be better than you. Remember, you've got another two years of your original sentence to serve. And you'll get at least another two years for breaking out of jail the way you did. Yeah, you've got me on over there. Well, of course I have. And I can keep you here or I can hand you over to the police. But just to prove that I can temper justice with mercy... I'm going to leave you this check for a hundred pounds. It's yours, and you can spend it as you please. A uh, hundred pounds? Yes, it seems like a fortune, doesn't it? 
But don't deceive yourself. It won't take you far. You can run away if you like, but when you've spent your money, what will you do then, eh? Don't forget your previous attempts to keep yourself. I know. I know. So you'll be here when I get back. <laughs> Goodbye, my dear darling little Hetty. Take your hands off me. Get away. Get away. Oh, such passion. <laughs> well, I'd rather have it that way. Hate is a strong sensation. I know it well. I hate people too. Good people. Wise people. Hypocrites and liars. People who commit their sins in the dark. And hope they won't be found out. Without the courage to be really good or really bad. Or oh, I despise them. Ah, stop your raving and get out of here if you're going. Go on, get out. You're not little, Hetty. That's what I like about you. I've thrashed you, but you aren't coward. You hate me, but you're not afraid. I choke. If you only knew how much. That's right. That's right. That's the look I like in your eyes. They're big and full of fire. Perhaps I'm making a mistake in going away. What can the fat peasant girls in Caravina have compared to you? And where's Caravina? In Austria, my dear. That's where I'm going for the festival in the spring. Lying there behind that tree. It is warm here in the sun. The sheep are grazing peacefully on the side of the hill, so I thought I'd practice a new song for you. I brought your meat to Gaston. Fresh bread and cheese and some of Father's beer. He said it's very good this time. Oh, let us try it then. Sit down beside me and talk a while. You haven't got to hurry away, have you? Mother said I had to be back in time to help her with the baking. There's pies and buttercream and no end of things to be got ready for tomorrow. Oh, let the other girls help her. I want you to stay with me. Come, sit on beside the grass here. We are only betrothed, you know. Oh, but this time next week we will be married. When you will be sorry to leave your father's inn and come to live in a shepherd's hut with me. But you will not be a shepherd all your life. Your uncle said you would like to have the world off his sheep to see for being such a good worker and looking after his flocks so well. Oh, but suppose he changed his mind. Would you still marry me? Oh, Franz, you know I would. I like you best of all the men in the village. I told you so. Oh, there's no one like you, Gretel. Even that time when I went down to Lynch for the big fair, I didn't see anyone as pretty as you. Or with such long golden plaits or white skin. You'd be a beauty no matter where you were. Well, I'm going to stay in Corridina and marry you because you're handsome and you dance well and you play me little songs on your flute. And I love you. Oh, that is what it should be. You wouldn't catch me marrying a girl whose heart didn't beat fast when I kissed her. Franz, how many girls have you kissed? Oh, dozens. But I believe you did carry on with someone else when you were in Lynn. What makes you say that? I noticed a difference in you when you came back. Well, as long as I have improved. You are a wretch. How do I know what you were up to? And all the time I was sitting waiting for you to come back. And not a soul to take a scrap of notice of me, because everybody knows I'm promised to you. <laughs> you think I am the strongest man in the district for nothing? <laughs> uh, Franz, 
And if you were if you were ever jealous of me, would would you beat me? <laughs> would I beat you? No. Although I am so strong, I wouldn't beat you. <laughs> I would never hurt a hair of your head, sweetheart. But you'd break me right in two if anybody ever came between us. Silly. As if that could be possible. Have we not been sweethearts ever since we were children? Do you remember how you used to carry my bag to school and do my sums for me when the teacher was not looking? And how you embroidered me my first jacket to wear to church. And how you danced with me almost all night at our first festival. And you let me kiss you when I took you home. Do you remember that kiss, Gretchen? I remember. What is that? Hello. What is frightened the sheep? There must be a stranger about. Yeah, I can see him. Look, come around the side of the hill. Why, it looks like a foreigner. I wonder what brings him here. He might be that Englishman who was here last year. Oh, no, this man is taller. We'll soon know. He's seen us. He's coming this way. How does my hair look? I'm sure you've ruffled it and it looks terrible. Oh, you look so beautiful with your cheeks as rosy and your eyes like stars that I think I'd better send you away before this stranger sees you. Oh, silly. Call him over. Hello there. Hello. Uh, where are you making for? Is that uh, Conabina down there in the valley below? Yes, where have you come from? Well, I've been on a walking tour. Do you think I could get a place to stay at in your village? Well, there is the inn. Uh, Rachel's father is the owner. We have a room for you. Uh, that's fine. Uh, how do I get down to it? Just follow this path? Oh, there is a shorter way than that. I will take it down if you like. Oh, but surely I can find it myself. Will you just turn off where you reach that big rock about halfway down and takes you right to the center of the village? Uh, good, I'll go down then. Uh, do you uh, plan to stay for a while? Well, a friend of mine was here last year. He told me how beautiful it was. Right. You mean the hair of Dr. Lanyon? Yes, that's right. So, uh, you remember him, huh? Remember him? Oh, he was charming. So gay and such a dancer. We all hoped he would come back again. Well, he sent me instead. I hope I'll be able to make a good impression, too. <laughs> I do not think you need worry about that, man here. Well, if you go right uh, the way you should go down and be in time for the midday meal, uh, Gretel has uh, just brought mine to me. Uh, then don't let me keep you from it. I suppose I'll be seeing you later on. We have our festival next week. You, you've come just at the right time. At the right time for what? For dancing, singing, all sorts of good times. Oh, that's what I've come for. All sorts of good times. Well, <laughs> goodbye until I see you again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Who is he, I wonder? He's much better looking than Herr Lanyon. All the same, I'd rather Herr Lanyon's red... Good-natured face on this man's for all his good looks. Well, what do you mean? I don't know, but something about him makes me feel uneasy.
Come in. I was very tired after my long walk yesterday. Your father kept me up till late, you know. You should not have listened to him. Papa loved to have a stranger to gossip to. Did he tell you all about the way his father met Bismarck? Ah, and fought in the Napoleonic Wars. Yes, I think I know most of the family history now. Where shall I put the hot water, Herr Doctor? Oh, anywhere you can find some room. I'm sorry to have my things scattered all over the place. Will you have your breakfast sent up here? It's all ready. Oh, no, I'll be down in next to no time. Uh, just open that bag and give me out a dressing gown, would you, Gretel? Then I'll get out of bed. Certainly, my dear. Oh, what a lot of funny little boys. And such a beautiful white color. What? What are they for? What are you talking about? Not that one, girl, not that one. I mean the bag against the wall. Shut it up at once. Oh, I'm sorry, my dear. I didn't mean It's all right. It's all right. I should have told you more carefully. Those are some specimens. I, I've been making some experiments. If you touch them, it, well, it might have spoiled everything. Oh, I'll be very careful. I will not touch them again. I promise you. Uh, is it your work to do this room? Oh, I'd do anything: help with the cooking, wait at table, make beds. Hmm, a real housewife, eh? How does it come that some of the young men here haven't snapped you up? I'm not yet 17, Herr Doctor. Oh, is that really all? Yeah. I'd have thought you were 20. You look so grown up, especially now that you've twisted those plaits of yours around your head. After this week, they'll stop for always. I'm to be married when the priest comes to bless the spring plowing. To France? The handsome young shepherd I saw you with on the hill? Yeah, to France. I'm to be married, too, when I get back to England. Married? Is this her picture? Yes, that's it. She's very beautiful here, Doctor. No more beautiful than you are, Gretel. But it's the use of being beautiful in a little place like Coravina. No one ever sees you. France does. Yeah, France does. And sometimes strangers come to your village and they see you. Yeah, and then they go away and never come back. Like that nice Herr Dr. Lanyon. Oh, he was the merry one, that one. He made love to all the girls and... Even the men did not mind him much. <laughs> that sounds almost superhuman. Did he make love to you, Gretel? No. You see, France was always there. And does France never go away? Only if he has to go to Linz, or when he takes the sheep up into the mountains for the summer. When does he do that? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? All the sheep are driven away tomorrow. The snow is melted on the mountains now, and there'll be plenty for them to eat on the tablelands. And how long will he be away? Two or three days. He, he will be back for the <clears throat> festival, never fear. I've come just at the right time. What do you mean, Herr Doctor? Uh, for the festival, of course. What else did you think I meant, pretty Gretel? Oh, I didn't know. Are you what blushing? <laughs> You thought I meant something else, eh? Well, suppose I did. Suppose I feel glad that the tall young man of yours will be out of the way for two or three days. Oh, you mustn't. Francis, my... I love him. Of course you do. But that doesn't mean that you mightn't find somebody else rather pleasant, too. Come over here beside me, Gretel. What a soft white arm you've got. No, please. You're not to hold me, so I, I must go. You really want to go? Yeah, yeah, I must. 
Then kiss me before you do. No. France doesn't kiss you that way. You must teach him, my pretty bird. Your face. Your face. Oh, it's happened to it. What do you mean? Your eyes, your mouth. Get out of here. Go this instant. Well, look at my hands. They're changing. I'm changing into hide. The teacher, where is it? In that other bag. Let me get some of it. I must take it quickly, quickly. One, two, three, four. Straighten now. Keep calm. There must be no mistakes. No results. That's right. Against a bubble. It's ready. I must drink it down. I must drink it. Oh, my courage fails me. I dread the agony. Come on, you fool. What's the matter with you? Drink it. Drink. better this morning? Yes, I'm quite recovered. I came down to see the flocks being driven off to the upland. That is good. That is good. Uh, Gretel will be married to Franz when he gets back from the mountains. She doesn't seem to uh, want him to go. Look at the way she's clinging onto his arm. I can't think what's come over her. Ever since yesterday, she's been like one possessed, pale and silent and ready to burst into tears at the least thing. That's a strange thing, love is. You know her, Doctor. When I was a young man, I remember how my father once said to me... Aunt. Aunt. Don't go. Well, you little silly, what has come over you? You were quite ready to have me go with the other man yesterday. Yeah, I know, but, but now I feel different. I want you to stay here with me. But I cannot do that, sweetheart. I have my uncle sheep to look after. And if anything happened to them, we'd lose the fine ship of Woolies promised us. And that's to be the beginning of our fortune, don't forget. But supposing something happened to either of us, what good would the money be then? But what is going to happen? I go slowly up the mountain trail with the sheep, and I come down the glacier with the other men, the way I've always done ever since I was a boy. I'm not going to take any risk this time, little bird, with you waiting for me at the foot. And... What if, if I'm not there? What? What is this you're saying? I do not know. I feel uneasy, Franz. I'm frightened. But why? There is nothing to be frightened of. Has anything happened to make you feel this way? Gretel, look at me. It's not this Englishman who's come here to stay. He hasn't said or done anything, has he? My, nothing. Because if he has, by heaven, I'll break every bone in his body for him. Oh, Franz, what are you talking about? He's been sick, you know that. He, he had a sudden illness yesterday morning. Oh, that is right, the poor devil. He doesn't look as though he's good for very much even now. Boss, are you coming? Ah, I'm coming. There's Rudy calling me. I'll have to go now, sweetheart. Come back with a smile and get the roses back into your cheeks before I come. It will only be three days. Yeah, that is all right. I will be waiting for you, Franz. Of course you will. And look out for me as I come across the ice. 
I'll wear that red scarf you needed me, and you'll be able to see it a mile away. Goodbye. Goodbye now. No more nonsense, man. No That's the last we'll see of the sheep till summer's over. Uh, would you like me to bring a chair out here for you to sit in the sun here, Doctor? No, thanks. I, I think I'll take a little walk. I hear the wildflowers are wonderful just over the side of that hill. Yeah, they are. Lily of the valley, hyacinth, gentians, <laughs> a carpet of flowers. Uh, but are you well enough to go that far? Oh, yes, I'm quite all right. Uh, what time is dinner? I'll be back. Would you like me to send it out to you? The day is so fine. It seems a pity that you should have to come back so soon. Uh, couldn't I take something with me? Oh, no, no, no. I'll send it out. The bread's not yet out of the oven. And there'll be some fresh pies and cake later on. Oh, well, if it's no trouble. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, Gretel here will take it to you, won't you, child? Hmm? You take what? it? Yes. I, I won't have time. What? Not? Uh, oh, the doctor's dinner. You would have time for that. No. He's, he's going to take a walk to look at the wildflowers. No, hmm? I won't have time. Oh, no time. I right. have to help with the house and, and with the cooking, Papa. Rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> now that the men are away from the village, uh, we'll all have uh, a rest for a few days. And just as well, too, with the wedding next week. Uh, let me take it with me now. Anything will do. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we don't often have guests from other countries come to stay at our inn. You must have the best. Gretel will take it out to you. No, no, I won't. I won't go. Oh, no, Gretel, what's the meaning of this? Have you gone mad? No, I just don't want to go. What is this rudeness? Herr doctor, I apologize. Oh, don't trouble, Papa Sean. I think I understand. Uh, please don't force her to do anything against her will. But I, I, I can't understand such insolence. If she were younger, I would box her ears. You go for your work, Herr Doctor, and leave it to me. You shall have your dinner and Gretel shall bring it to you. I shall insist. Papa, go in to your mother, miss. You are not married yet, remember. And as long as you're in my house, you shall do as I say. Be off with you. Hmm. That's what comes of being in love, Herr Doctor. It turns the mind. I'll be glad when she's married. Franz is the one to manage her. <laughs> no nonsense about Franz. I once saw him toss a man <laughs> just like that because he angered him. <laughs> no nonsense about Franz.
You have no idea at all uh, of his whereabouts? Absolutely none. Didn't even know his wait. I called his house two days ago, and Poole told me he'd gone. And he left no address? None at all. I gathered from Poole that there was nothing out of the way in that. He often disappears for days at a time. Yes, but he's gone over a week now. Uh, this, uh, this is disastrous. The latest news of his father is that uh, he's not expected to live more than a few days. We've simply got to get in touch with him. What is it? A stroke? Yes. He had the first seizure yesterday morning. He may go at any moment. He's barely conscious and keeps asking for Henry all the time. What on earth are we going to do? Isn't there anyone you know of who might be able to tell us something? Let me think now. Wait a minute. I wonder... Yes? What is it? It's just a faint possibility. But there's a friend of his, an Edward Hyde. Edward Hyde? Yes. Do you know him? Know him? I've had an encounter with him. I'd be very reluctant to repeat the experience. Why? What's he like? He's without doubt the most loathsome and degenerate specimen I've ever set eyes on. What his association with Henry can be... Uh, oh, well, let's forget that. Uh, what were you going to say? The last time I saw Henry, he gave me his address. Um, was in connection with a will he made. He told me where to find Hyde if ever he should be needed. Why should Hyde be needed? I don't know more about that than you do. But it's obvious that Henry sees a good deal of him. You might even know where we can find him now. You may be right. Though I'd hate to have to go and ask him. Then I'll go. As a matter of fact, I, I'd rather like to have a look at him. If you're anything like me, you won't want to look a second time. I never met anybody in my life who roused sheer murderous hatred in me like that creature did. In you? Why, it hardly seems possible. Wait till you've seen him. I wasn't the only one. There were others with me as well, and... I could see by the look on their faces that, that they could hardly keep their hands off him. Why, is he, is he some sort of demon? Well, he may well be. The thing I saw him do was nothing short of the act of a fiend. What was it? I saw him trample a little child down in the street, grind it with his heel, and beat it with his stick. What? Every word of that is true was the most horrible and revolting thing I ever set eyes upon, and committed by the one who is claimed as friend by the man my daughter proposes to marry. I won't attempt to disguise the fact that the thought of such a thing sickens me. Yes, I think I understand. But there must be some sort of explanation. I knew Henry very well. Always regarded him as a sort of a saint compared to myself. He's been wrapped up in his work... Never gone in for the sort of things that I have done. You know, getting tight and larking around with women and all that. I hope you're right. And in the meantime, we've got to find him. The thought of that old man dying without seeing the son he loves so much is more than I can bear. Well, I'll go at once and see Hyde. There may be something he can tell us. I'll come back here as soon as I can. Very well. I'll make what inquiries I can think of. Goodbye for the present. Hyde at home? Who are you? What do you want with him? I'm Dr. Hugh Lanyon. I want to see him urgently. Dr. Lanyon? 
I'm glad to see you. Hetty, what on earth are you doing here? I've been here for ages. Ever since, since that day you and Dr. Jekyll hid me in the boat and helped me get away from those men. But, but, but I thought you were in the country. Henry told me you'd gone away from London. <laughs> Did he? Well, this is as far as I ever got. And doesn't Hyde live here? Yes. He lives here. Then... Yeah, you've guessed it right off. I see. Uh, may I sit down and talk to you for a while? Of course you can. I'm that glad to see someone. I've been shut up here by myself, afraid to show me nose out the door in the daytime. It's been so lonely, I... I think I'd even be glad to see I'd come in. Where is he? He's gone away. Been gone almost a week. Away? Yes. Why? Uh, Henry's father is very ill. We can't find him anywhere. He's away too. I was hoping Hyde might have some idea where he is. I can tell you that. You can? Yeah. Let me see now. He, he said they were going to a place called... Coravina. Coravina? Yes. Hyde told you that? Yes. He said he and Henry were going together. Are you sure? Of course I am. I remember his very words. He said, he won't be seen with me, but we'll be together for all that. He'll not get away from me for a moment. And they've gone to Coravina. Why on earth didn't Henry tell me? Do you know where it is? Of course I do. I was there last year. It was I who told him about it. <laughs> Perhaps he was trying to steal a march on you. Henry was. Don't you think he would? Coravina. All places. Oh, it's miles away from any telegraph line. Perhaps his father will be dead by the time he gets back. What makes you say that? I don't know. Perhaps I hope it'll be that way. I'd like to think that something happened to him. Something that'd hurt him. Something that'd make him pay a little for the things he's done to me. Shocks you, does it? I sit here all day thinking of ways to get back on him. Him and I'd... What a pair they are. So different. Yet somehow, underneath, they're the same. Both cruel as the not ten minutes after you left. He died at six o'clock this morning. This will be a terrible shock to Henry. He's devoted to his father. I know. The loss is a very great one to me, too. We were lifelong friends. The finest man I ever knew. What do you think we'd better do? There's no means of telegraphing him. Coravina's about a hundred years behind our times. Tiny place that lives in a world of its own. Whatever possessed him to go there? I told him about it. I, I had a very pleasant time there last year. I suppose it made some sort of impression on him, and he suddenly decided to go there himself. Well, uh, I'll write a letter to him. Perhaps that's better than a telegram. The shock will be bad enough as it is. Uh, do you know, I think I might go over and tell him myself. I could get away now. Take me about four days to get there. If we return at once, we could be back at the end of next week. But why should you go to all that inconvenience? Oh, it's just that I feel the news of his father's death is going to be pretty hard to take. We're rather close friends, you know. Might be glad to have me around. Yes, I think perhaps he would. Uh, when will you go? 
I'll try and catch the Dover Express tonight. I've got four hours. Very well. I'll write a letter for you to take. Oh, uh, you'll have to pass through Paris, won't you? Oh, yes. If you can manage it, will you try and see Margaret? I imagine this will mean a postponement of their wedding. It was to have been in six or seven weeks' time. Oh, I say that. That's going to be another blow for Henry. Do you think so? Think so? Why, Mr. Utterson, don't you realize what Margaret means to him? She doesn't mean enough for him to be willing to give up his friendship with this beast, Hyde. He told me he need never see him again. And now they've gone away together, secretly, as though on something that won't bear the light of decent scrutiny. What am I to conclude from that? Is that the kind of man you'd wish your daughter to marry? Hello there. Anybody home? Uh, who is there? Come out of the kitchen, you old rascal, and see. Uh, who? Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what brings you here. Well, have you got a friend of mine, Dr. Jekyll, staying here? Dr. Jekyll, here's your friend. Oh, uh, Doctor, it is terrible. What is it? They are lost out in the mountains since yesterday. All night we've been searching for them. Who? The Herr Doctor and uh, Gretel. They went out yesterday morning to climb the Straitsley Pass, and uh, they haven't come back. Oh, good Lord, what's been done about it? All our young men are away with the flocks, taking them to the summer pastures. Only us old ones are left. We've uh, sent word to them. Uh, they'll be coming back this morning. Oh, uh, here they come now. Look, they're racing down the glacier on skis. Uh -huh. They're coming like men possessed. And there's Franz in front. Mm. I can tell by the red scarf he's wearing. The one that Gretel made for him. Oh, oh Gretel. Gretel, my little daughter. And you so soon to be married. Oh, come along now. Everything may be quite all right. Dr. Jekyll's an experienced mountaineer, and Gretel's born to the mountains. She didn't want to go. I got angry with her. All this is my doing. Why didn't she want to go? She didn't like the hair doctor. It was very strange. Such a quiet, pleasant gentleman. Oh, by the way, where's his friend? Eh? His friend? Mr. Hyde. I understand they're traveling together. There's been no Mr. Hyde here, Herr Doctor. Only Dr. Jekyll. Oh, that's good. I'm glad of that. Oh, look. The men are nearly here now. Another minute or two, they'll be on the slope just above the village. Uh, come, let us meet them. Uh, there are the other people running out. Uh, it's good to see our young men back. Now the search will really begin. What is it? What has happened? Oh, Franz, my boy. They went away yesterday and when evening fell and no sign of them. Have you got food ready for us and ropes and alpine stops? Yeah, yeah, everything waiting. Oh, why should she, she go with him? Uh, couldn't he have gone alone? She went to show him the way. Oh, it was my doing, Franz. I confess it. Why, what do you mean? Didn't she want to go? No, no, she went unwillingly. She must have known. If anything has happened, how shall I ever forgive myself? If anything has happened because of him, I will. I will smash him in two. She feared him. She knew. Franz, my son, what are you saying? I shouldn't have left her. She begged me not to go. Come along, man. Now let us get going. We've got to find him before another night comes. Do not waste any time. Go. Go. 
Gretel, can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to lash you to my back with this rope and try and climb up the side of the ravine. No, it isn't possible. Better leave me here and go for help. No, if you can stand the pain, I'll get to the top all right. How does the leg feel now? It hurts. I know it does. But it's our only chance, Gretel. The ice and snow is likely to start and move again at any minute. And with this wind blowing... I know, I know. So will you be a brave girl? It isn't any use. You can't do it with me. You will fall. That will be the end for both of us. It's far better that I stay here and you go for help. No. If you stay, I stay, Gretel. It's my fault that you're here. Whatever happens, I'll share it with you. A little while ago, I was afraid of you. You thought I meant to do you some harm, wasn't that it? Yes. Perhaps you were right, Gretel. But since our accident, since that great wall of snow came down the mountain and swept us into this ravine, you've been so good, so wonderful. What else could I do? You never wanted to come up here. If it wasn't for me, you'd be safe in your village. The village? Will we ever see it again? And Franz? What will Franz do if I don't come back? You'll go back. I'll carry you up the side of this ravine. I'll take you back to your village and put you in the arms of your sweetheart. Or I'll die in the attempt. Now, come. Don't let's waste any time. I've got plenty of rope and plenty of strength. Now, are you ready? Yes. Good. There's still some brandy in this flask. You drink it down. And remember, if I hurt you, it's because I can't help it. Won't you have some, too? No, I'm better without it. I want you to sit up, put your arms around my neck. Then I'll tie you to me with a rope. Now, are you ready? Yes. Steady now. Take it easy. Take it easy. How's the pain? You're a brave girl, Gretel. We learn to be hardy in the mountains. You'll be the mother of splendid sons one day, Gretel. That seems far away now. Oh, nonsense. It's only the distance from where we are now to the top of the ravine. Well, perhaps 300 feet. Just that little distance between us and life, between you and Franz and your wedding next week. We're not going to admit we can't fight our way up that far, are we? Help Dr. Jacob. I said I was afraid of you. It was because I feared I might love you. Don't say that, Gretel. Since we have been through this night together, I know I will love you. Always. But without fear. It is the kind of love that is without evil. That is good and big. And makes us feel close to God. Before, I would have feared to tell Franz about you. Now, if ever I see him again, I will tell him everything. And we will both remember you always with love and gratitude. Oh, please. Please don't go on. If only you knew how, how little I deserve it. If you only knew what was in my heart when I came to Caravina. We and Caravina are far away from the world. We don't know the way that others live and think and feel, but we do know good from bad. And I know whatever may have been in your heart when you first came, it is no longer there. You're right, Gretel. These hours spent on the mountain with death so close to us, just the two of us on the edge of eternity, have cleansed me as nothing in this world has ever done before. That's why I feel I can climb that perilous ravine. I feel strong. I feel that a new life has begun for me. This can't be the end. Then let us go. You will need your strength all of us. 
Harlem Fliddle and follow the rest far. Dr. Lanyon and I will take the north side. If you find them, sound your horn. You understand? Yeah, but. And if we don't, they return to the village when it gets dark. Good luck. Good luck. Come here, Doctor. How much more daylight have we got? About four hours. The twilight lasts a long time, even after the sunset. Oh, hadn't you better have something to eat? You haven't stopped for a minute since we left. Oh, but I am not hungry. Look here, that's all very well. But you'll keep going much longer if you do have a bite of something. We may be searching for a long time yet. Till we find them. I'll search till I find out. If it takes weeks, then sit down for a few minutes and have some of these sandwiches and a drink of coffee. Come on, now there's no sense in killing yourself like this. Oh, it seems so slow, so helpless. This climbing over ice and snow. They might be anywhere of a thousand places. We might pass right over their heads and not know it. And we might suddenly top a rise and see them right in front of us. You be sensible and have something to eat. I'll come up onto that rock and have a good look around with the binoculars. Uh, perhaps you are right. That's right. Now have a good tack in. I'm sick of having the darn things anyhow. I say the visibility is much better than it's been for hours. Those clouds are lifted. I can see right across to the other slope. I can see Jan and Bert from the others quite clearly. They're using snowshoes. We'll have to use ours when we get up a bit higher. Lucky I had these glasses with me. I can see the miles. Oh, wait a minute. Where, where is the matter? I can see something. What? Where? Right across from the other side. It's moving. Let me see. What is it? Wait a second. I get the focus properly. Yes, there it is. By heaven, I believe it's them. It's a man with something on his back. He struck me across the snow. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Here you are, have you got it? I, I see it. You are right. It's the doctor. And he is carrying Gretel. They are safe. They are alive. They are alive. <laughs> I told you so. Didn't I say Henry would make it? You don't know, Henry. He get out of anything. So what do we do? Sound the horn. It is the signal. Rudy and order is out far away. Then we'll get across to them. It'll take about an hour. But we'll let them know we've seen them and that will give them heart. Well, sound it, man. Blast your lungs out. And let's get going. I want a full and detailed explanation as to why you came out here to see me. Are you sure you're feeling all right? Of course I am. A good night's rest and one of Frau Schanz's breakfast under my belt and... Well, I feel ready to tackle it all over again. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, how is Gretel? Oh, she's all right. I gave her some morphia a while ago, but it's a simple fracture. She'll be none the worse in a few weeks. You were both remarkably lucky. We certainly were. If that ridge we were on had happened to be a few feet narrower... Well, I'd not have been sitting here in the sun with oh, you. Then let's talk of that. No, let's talk about why you're here. You got me thoroughly curious. How did you know where I was? Hetty Wilson told me. Hetty Wilson? Yes. But where did you see her? I went to that address you gave me. What address? Edward Hyde's house. You what? By heaven, Hugh, you had no right to do that. I gave it to you in the strictest confidence, on the understanding that you'd never reveal that you knew it except under the greatest emergency. I didn't reveal it. Nobody knows it but myself. And there was an emergency, Henry. The greatest emergency. Why, what do you mean? Has something happened? Yes. What is it? Tell me quickly. Your father, old chap. My father... He's 
days. Yes. He tells me about a stroke. He barely regained consciousness. It's only a matter of a few hours and and then the the end. Why didn't you let me know before? You left no address. That's why I went to Hyde's place. I thought perhaps he might know. I see. Did Hetty tell you anything else beyond where I was? She thought Hyde had gone with you. Is that all? She talked about him a bit. I gathered he's not very popular. No, he wouldn't be. Did she say anything about... about me? She seemed pretty bitter on that score, too. Yes, I suppose she is. But why do I think about these things when... when he is dead? Without my knowing, without me being there. You couldn't have done anything, old chap. But he would have liked me to be there. We were very close. Always. Yes, I... I know that. That's why I came out to tell you. I, I couldn't bear it to come just by letter or telegram somehow. Thanks, you. I, I appreciate it. You're a very good friend. The best I've got now. Well, what will you do? Go back right away? Oh, I suppose so. That's why I can't quite see that. There's nothing to be done, and London's a dreary place to feel sad in. I think it might seem a little odd if you didn't. There's bound to be a lot involved with the estate. Ah, yes. The estate. Our good friend Mr. Utterson will be busy in that direction, I suppose. All right. I'll go back. And wear black clothes and a somber look and sign on the dotted line like a respectable member of society. Oh, Dr. Jackson, did I disturb you? No, France. What is it? How about you reading next week? Gretel will not be well enough, I think. Why not? She won't be able to walk down the aisle of the little church as you'd planned, but the priest can marry you at her bedside if you like. Oh, it, it would not be too much. I don't think so. A broken leg is not so serious that you need put off your wedding. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Herr Doctor. We were so afraid. It is so unlucky to put off a wedding. Yes, of course it is. Uh, don't do it on any account. I'm going to be married, too, almost as soon as I get back to London. I'm not going to put it off for anything. Why, what's the matter, Hugh? Why are you looking like that? Why, well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Addison came with me as far as Paris to see Margaret. Yes? Well, what about it? He thought that under the circumstances it would be as well to postpone things for a while. You mean my wedding to Margaret? Yes. As a matter of fact, I think he's cancelled some of the arrangements already. What, without consulting me? By heaven, this is too much. But surely you must... I've been waiting for Margaret for years. He's put me off again and again, and I'll not stand for it. Nothing and no one shall keep her from me. If that old man tries to do it, I'll... it'll be the worst thing. Sorry, old man, take a pull. You're unstrung. You've had a bad time. The accident, the news of your father's death, and now this. Oh. <laughs> Haven't I lost enough? I can't do without her. I can't. She's the most beautiful and the most wonderful thing I've got left in life. How can I live without her? Okay, folks, we're back. And 
I'm going to put together my little imaginary Sunday that I have going here. Uh, when I do this, it kind of helps keep me sane. I don't eat as much sweet junk and stuff through the week when I pretend to be making a Sunday. But um, what I'm doing today is uh, there's an ice cream, or there used to be, and I, I hope it's still available. It's called Strawberry Cheesecake Ice Cream. And, oh, I loved it. It's so good. So that's what we're going to have today. And I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put a piece of pound cake on the bottom of it. And I'm going to put, uh, these, the, um, a banana on top of the cake. And then the ice cream. And then a banana. So there you have it. So. We'll see how that comes out. I was going to put the ice cream on the bottom, but somehow that didn't work out today. But <laughs> uh, but I hope your Sunday or your bowl of ice cream or popcorn or whatever is just as good. So my strawberry for today is uh, box 13, and it's about a news reporter named Dan Holiday. And he gets all these messages and great ideas and such in his box 13. And I'm doing for you the first episode today. It's called uh, First Letter. And I'll be back with you after it's over. It was pretty good, but I don't want to give anything away. So, And if I say much about it, I will be giving it away. Cause, uh, so here we go. Box 13 With the star of Paramount Pictures Alan Ladd As Dan Holliday Box 13 Box 13 Box 13 Box 13 Box 13 Well, this is great. Rain, rain, rain. I'll bet even the ducks wouldn't come out in weather like this. But me, I'm an idiot. I gotta go and take up a profession like being a writer. I couldn't take up something easy. Oh, no, not me. I gotta be a writer so I can be out on nice, cold, wet nights. Beating my brains out. Looking for an idea. Idea. Deadline. Oh, sure. Mustn't forget that ever-loving deadline. (laughs) What a way to make a living. I could have stayed a reporter at the start times and had nice assignments. Like listening to political speeches. Or covering the opening of a new manhole. Oh, no, but not me. I have to write fiction. Do it the hard way. Well, I might as well take the usual hand, open the usual door to the usual place, and hear the usual comments. Hi, Mr. Holiday. Hiya. Copy, copy, boy. Hiya, Dan. What do you say, Ed? Editor, want you? How goes it, Holiday? Oh, pretty good. Where's the makeup on page four? Hi, Mr. Holiday. How are you? 
Hiya, Mr. Holiday. Hello, Susie. Anything in box 13? Box 13. Starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday. Now for Box 13. Starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holiday. What a character I am. Standing here in front of the wanted counter in a newspaper office while the rain runs down off my coat collar into my shoes. Mr. Holiday. I gotta ruin my last pair of... Huh? What's that, Susie? I said there's a message in box 13 for you. Here. Oh. Thanks, Susie. Don't mention it. Say, aren't you going to open it? Sorry. Not here, Susie. You know, you got all of us down here at the Star Times awful curious, Mr. Holiday, running that ad. Have I? You've been running it for months. Why don't you change it? Well, I haven't read it for so long, I've forgotten the words. How's it go? Don't you remember? Adventure wanted. We'll go any place, do anything. How about that? I still like it. You'd do a lot better with adventure if you ran your picture with the ad. Oh, no, thanks. Just keep on running it the way it is. But, gee, aren't you ever going to tell us what you do for a living while you keep running that ad? Susie, same old question, same old answer. No. Well, if I'm not doing anything else, at least I've got the people at the Star Times curious. They'd think my brain cells were ten feet off first base if they knew why I really run that ad. Maybe they are. Hmm. You can help a person out of great trouble and gain an adventure for yourself if you call Chester 8945 and ask for Carla Williams. Chester 8945. Carla Williams. Hmm. Sounds like an interesting name. Well, I hope she's home. Hello? Oh, uh, this is the man from Box 13. Oh? Tell me, are you serious or was that ad just a joke? No joke, Miss Williams. Are you willing to try anything? Well, uh, that depends what's on your mind. I can't discuss it over the phone. Will you meet me? Of course. There's a little French restaurant down on Ledge Street. Meet me there in the cocktail lounge. Uh, what time? Make it ten o'clock tonight. Tell the bartender you want to speak to Carla Williams. French restaurant on legs, ten o'clock. Oh, uh, a block number? The 600 block. You won't fail me, you'll be there. Lady, if it were a winter, I'd come with bells on. This sounds like the beginning of a very interesting story. Beautiful woman in distress calls on struggling writer for help. Only she doesn't know I'm a writer, and I don't know she's beautiful. What's yours, mister? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a Carla Williams. Oh, yeah. 
She's sitting over there in that front booth. Thanks. Uh, Carla Williams? Yes. Oh, ho. Carla Williams could be material for a love story or an adventure story. Or, uh, maybe both. And, uh, do you have a name? Oh, uh, yes. Dan Holliday. That's a dad. Oh, thanks. I'm, uh, agreeably surprised. I didn't think a person would get such a satisfactory reply from a warhead. And I didn't think I'd get such a nice replier. You're wondering about me, aren't you? You're wondering why you're here. Naturally. Well, I'm being blackmailed. That's a very nasty business. I've been paying blackmail for five years, but tonight's the end. I'm to meet him in 15 minutes and make the final payment and get the letters. Well, that sounds like the end of your troubles. But is it? I can't be sure. That's why I need your help. But what can I do? Well, you can be there as, as a witness. You can make sure this is the end. You can see that I get the letters and get away safely. Oh, uh, lady, you need the police. Why? To make sure everything I've kept hidden for five years comes out in the open? Maybe a friend could do it. My friends would be the last ones on earth I'd want to know. Are you afraid? No. You advertised for adventure? Blackmail isn't my idea of adventure. I'm sorry if my trouble doesn't measure up to your expectations. The best I could do on such short notice. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I guess I had that coming. Maybe this isn't your idea of adventure, but I do need help. I need help badly. But let's leave it at that. Now, that might appeal to my early Boy Scout training. Then you will? I always help ladies across blackmail wraps. Uh, What happens if your friend makes trouble? We can't make any trouble. He seems to have done all right for the past five years. There won't be any trouble if you're along. Here, reach under the table. Take this. Oh, uh, now wait a minute. This is a gun. Put it in your pocket. Don't let anyone see it. This is supposed to make everything all right? Well, you won't need it, believe me. I, I thought it would make you feel better. It makes me feel like a policeman. And I still think a policeman is what you want. But you promised. I said maybe. I have to meet him in 15 minutes. Please help me. Where do we go? His apartment. Far from here. We can make it if we leave now. What do you say? Maybe I should never have been a Boy Scout. I watched Carla Williams closely as we ride over to the apartment where she's to meet this man she's been talking about. She's perfectly groomed with a certain niceness about her, except for those twin furrows of worry between her eyes and a cold look of anxiety. I don't think I would like to have her angry at me, though. That's funny. You should have been here 20 minutes ago. the door. It was unlocked. Might as well wait inside. Unless you have any objections. Not at all. There's a light switch on your right. The living room is straight ahead. Say, you sound like you're familiar with the place. Why not? I've been here many times before. There's a light on in there. It's 
Suppose he might have fallen asleep? Waiting for his money? Hardly. Well, this is more like it. This spot is nicely furnished. With my money. At least we can sit down and make ourselves... Make us. Oh, no. Miss Williams, what's the matter? What happened? By the floor. By the desk, look. You stay here. Well, well. You'd better call the police. He's dead. Dead? Yeah, he's been shot. Once. Through the heart. I'm glad. I'm glad. He's the one? The man who was blackmailing? Yes. Would you... Could you go through his pockets? He must have some of those letters with him. Look in his coat pocket. Uh, just a minute, Miss Williams. You don't understand. This man has been murdered. We've got to call the police. Murdered? What makes you so sure? There's no gun around any place. Just the same before the police come. His pockets. Please, I've got to have those letters. Okay. But it isn't right. Are these what you wanted? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. They're all here. Now, where's the telephone? We've got to get the police up here and fast. There is no phone. No? How do you know without looking unless... I told you I've been here before. Oh, yes, I forgot. Well, go downstairs. There's a payphone in the lobby. Tell the police to come up here right away. And come back and we'll wait for them. You're not planning to leave while I'm downstairs, are you? No. Here, here's a nickel. Just dial O and tell the operator you want the police. Hurry. But you'll be here. Call, I said. I wanted adventure, so I put an ad in a newspaper. And I certainly found what I wanted. Only this isn't good. A man is lying dead on the floor of this apartment. And Carla Williams and I will have to get down to the police headquarters and answer a million questions. All of them embarrassing. Uh, I hope she's made the calls. Say, that's funny. Why would there be a telephone directory in a place where there's no phone? Or maybe there is one. Of course, right here in the hallway. I wonder why she said there was no phone here. Maybe it's been disconnected. Hmm. Operator. This is the operator. Oh, fine. I've written a dozen stories like this. And whenever I've reached this point, the hero always finds that he's been framed. Framed. The gun. I'm going to look at that gun. Got to find out if it's been fired. One shot has been fired. And the police surgeon will probably find a bullet from this gun in that dead man's body. The police... Seems like little Carla took care of that. Me, I'm going to take care of something else. I'm leaving. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Once again... Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, right now I'm wishing I were half as smart as the heroes of some of my stories. I've got a murder, 
strange woman, a strange apartment, and a strange feeling that this might not work out to a happy ending. What I need is a cab, a quick trip home, a short drink, and a long, long think. Sure is a rotten night to be out. Yeah, sure is. Never seen such rain. Not so good. Cops are sure busy tonight. Sounds like it. I wonder who they're after. I uh, wouldn't have any idea. Could be a murderer, you know. Yeah, just could be. Just a night for a murder. Perfect. How come you got so wet? It's uh, raining. <laughs> I know, but how come? My umbrella needs recovering. You want the Normandy Arms? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's your building up ahead, but it looks like you've got lots of company. What do you mean? Them's prowl cars, mister. All over the place. Oh, this is very nice. Carla Williams called the police and must have mentioned my name in passing. I'm the type of interesting young fellow that any cop would like to meet. Especially with a murder weapon in my pocket. Tonight, Mr. Holliday, I think you will sleep elsewhere. Want me to pull right in where all them cops are? No, they look busy, so maybe we'd better not bother them. Just keep on driving. But this is where you live, ain't it? I don't feel like going home tonight. I could shove them cops aside, you know. This is legitimate hack. Uh, that would be fun, but don't bother. You're the boss, mister. Where to? Uh, there's a place down on Franklin Avenue. 1612, I think. I know that place. That's the cheapest hotel in town. Yes, I believe it is. Hey, how do you know about a place like that? I got information there for a story. What a joint like that. What are you going there tonight for? To sleep. You're writing another story? I'm living one. Living one? Yes, I left my typewriter at home. Well, Mr. Holliday, to what do we owe this great pleasure? Maybe you're just lucky. More research on the senior side of life? No, not tonight. I'm looking for a room. A room? Might I remind you, Mr. Holliday, this ain't the Roney Plaza. Have you got a room? Any particular exposure you might like? The less, the better. I'm sure we can fix you up. That is, if you're willing to pay in advance. Buck, buck and a half, how much? $25, Mr. Holliday. $25? And if you committed the murder, it'll be $50, Mr. Holliday. Come on, talk straight. I don't want any trouble with the police. What makes you think I'll cause you trouble with the police? Little box called the radio, police calls... They're a lot of fun to listen to, Mr. Holliday. Yeah, I'll bet they are. We'll be comfortable here and safe. I'm beginning to wonder if I could afford it. With your money? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I wasn't trying to. Where's your phone? The one on the wall costs a nickel. Thanks. You're staying tonight, Mr. Holliday?
Hello? You got back there in a hurry. You? Where are you? Still in town. What about the police? They with you? What do you think? Thanks for putting in a good word for me. I had to. They made me. Look, I, I want to talk to you. I know that feeling. I want to talk to you, too. I can explain everything. Like a gun with one bullet fired? Yes. A missing telephone that wasn't? That, too. Oh. Then you're just the little girl I want to have words with. Can you come over here right away? Are the police there? Oh, that's right. Name a place I'll meet you. The corner of 6th and Victor. Ten minutes. Right. Follow me, Mr. Holiday. Oh, where to? Your room. This ain't the Roney Plaza, but the service is just the same. I've changed my mind. You're not staying? Your rates are too high. I'll drop in again after I've made a fortune. Now I know how the fox feels when the hounds are closing in. <laughs> Someday I'll have to write a story about a fox. Put that guy Burgess and his Peter Rabbit out of business. Hey, cab! Oh, it's you again. Yeah, I get around, don't I? I thought you were set for the night. No running ice water. Six and Victor. Where did you say you wanted to go? Six and Victor. But there ain't no place to sleep there. Oh, I'm not sleepy. I just want to examine a fire hydrant. Okay, mister. I'm glad it's your money and not mine. If we keep on, it will be your money. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Say, uh, is that tonight's extra lying up there? Sure. Want to take a look at it? Oh, yeah, thanks. That picture they got of you on the front page is lousy. What picture? You look like you was facing the camera through a screen door. Yeah, let me see that. Well, 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 this is just wonderful. Prominent writer named by police. Carla Williams accuses Dan Holliday of the murder of Harry Granger. Grief-stricken girl witnessed the murder of her fiancé. Well, nice going, Carla. It's your word against mine, plus the evidence against me. Now I know why they wrote that song, I Get Along Without You Very Well. Well, there's Six and Victor. Cruise on by. You ain't gonna stop? I haven't made up my mind. Looks like a couple of cops waiting around for somebody. It's the way it looks to me. That might be the law. Yes, they might be. What do you want to do now? Get away from here and find a city directory. A chap by the name of Harry Granger should have a home. And he should have stayed in it. I'm either just ahead of the police or right behind them. And if this game keeps up much longer, I'll be right with them. Yeah? Oh, uh, Harry Granger lived here. He did. You the police? Well, no, not exactly. A reporter? I used to be. Come here, you. I wonder if you're one of them blackmailers. Just a minute, friend. My coat rips easy. No, I guess not. If you were, you wouldn't be here. Mind if I step in? Come in, come in. This whole thing's got me all upset. You don't say. Oh, uh, you said something about a blackmailer. That's what I'm here for. I came to help Harry get rid of those rats. You mean he was being blackmailed? For five years. I lent him most of the money to pay off with. I told him he was a sucker, but it looks like I got here too late. You heard what happened? Saw it in the papers on my way from the station. Have you told the police? Not yet, but I'm going to. 
Who did you say you were? I didn't say. You know something about this? I think I do now. I began to see the light when the city directory listed this place as Granger's apartment. Can I help? You might get into trouble. How? Breaking into a woman's apartment. After this, I'll use a fire escape and more of my stories of the most interesting things about a building. Homicide will be out in the hall seeing that no one comes in here. I'll have to work fast, Holloway. You'll have to find something that the police weren't looking for. There must be something. Bills, letters, cards, that's no good. Look, look for the obvious. That's, that's what I always have my hero doing. Let's see, what's the obvious? Oh, the living room. Now, let's see. That's where the body was. Nothing obvious there. On the desk. No, no. The table. No. The fireplace. Hello, hello, hello. A small frame snapshot. And I think it might be just what I'm looking for. My old friend, the bartender, and Carla Williams. And with your arms around each other. You know, you two make a nice couple, a wonderful couple. I wonder if they'll let you have your arms around each other in the electric chair. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, I finally made it. I'm down at police headquarters in the office of a tall, gangly character named Lieutenant Kling. Of course, a few things have happened. Carl and the bartender were brought in, too. It's so much cooler than I am. Oh, those cell bars give you such fine ventilation. Holiday! Um, what's that, Lieutenant? I said you were a very lucky citizen. After what Carla Williams told us, we thought you were guilty. If she had told me that story, I'd have believed it myself. Approving that she and the bartender were married put a crimp in her act as the injured fiancé. Yeah, you showed it up as the same old racket. Smart woman teams up with smart man to blackmail innocent citizen. But just the same, I think you should stick to your writing and let police work alone. Uh, Lieutenant, I'll have that printed and framed in blonde walnut. Hang it on the wall? No, around my neck. I'm glad to hear you say that. You may not always have a guy like this Grant who backed up your story. Oh, uh, Granger's friend? That's the one. Say, he's a nice fellow. Wants me to visit him on his ranch. Why don't you do that? Riding the range all day when I could be cooking in town? Uh, pardon me. Homicide, Lieutenant Kling. Oh, yes, yes, he's here. It's for you, Holiday. Oh, thanks. Hello? Mr. Holiday, this is Susie. Yes, Susie. Can you come down to Star Towns right away? Oh, what's the matter? There's another letter for you in Box 13. Oh, no, no, no. Should I uh, open it and read it to you? Oh, not now, Susie. I've got enough material to last me for a month. Three weeks of which will be a rest. Tell me where. Maybe I can come down and help you. You really want to help me? Sure I do, Mr. Holliday. Then put that letter back in box 13. But, Mr. Holliday... Good night, Susie. Next week, same time... 
Ellen Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hedegar. Original music composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. Okay, guys and gals, it's it's sad to say, but we've reached the end today. And I hope you've enjoyed my show. And um, uh, remember all the contact information I gave you at the beginning. I used to put that at the end, but what would happen was a lot of times I'd forget to put it <laughs> when I had it in my notes. So go figure. Uh, so that's why I just always cram it in at the first. But I hope to hear from you. hope to get your comments and suggestions of what have you. And I just want to say to you folks, if I sounded more rattled than usual today, uh, I had some very sad news yesterday. I was supposed to do this recording yesterday, but there was just no way that I could do it. Uh, I got the news yesterday that uh, a friend of mine that... I went to school with at the Tennessee School for the Blind. She was my first roommate. Uh, her name was Debbie Fricks. She's, uh, Debbie Fricks White now. But, um, and she was in the third grade and our other roommate was, uh, her name was Linda and uh, she was in the sixth grade. So here I am, I'm five years old and I'm moving in with these bigger girls and and they just have fun bossing me around and torturing me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, but I saw Debbie back a few years ago, and I'm glad I got to give her a hug that day because I haven't seen her since. And uh, but what happened to her is that she, the the way I got the story is that she went across the street to uh, pay her rent and. She was on her way home, and she was getting ready to cross the street, and a truck hit her and killed her instantly. So it has just really torn us up, and uh, I, there was just nothing I could do yesterday to really distract me from it. So um, forgive me if I do sound rattled and... Um, I'll talk to you next time. Please be sure to send me your questions, comments, or what have you, because I'm glad to have them. Bye-bye.